0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand, Pat Gray is here. (laughs) Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And
1: welcome to it. Triple Eight, nine hundred. Thirty-three ninety-three. It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. If you're curious,
2: What if you're bi curious,
1: uh, well then you're even better. See, am I right? Twice you're, is you're, fun. Yeah, you got double the chances for a for a date, I guess, on the weekend. Well said. So, uh,
2: <laughs> it's a good start, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on uh, Glenn Show a few minutes ago. We were talking about things that are self-evident, meaning everyone universally agrees on certain principles. They're just that obvious. Uh, but wow, we have wandered so far in into the abyss that there's no absolute truth anymore. There's no self-evident truth. For instance, absolute self-evident truth used to be: there are two genders. Period. Absolute truth, accepted for thousands of years. Marriage is a union of a man and a woman. Absolute self-evident truth. The climate on this planet changes. There are cycles it goes through. Those cycles are normal, natural, and really we have no control over them. Self-evident, absolute truth. We have the right to our religious beliefs and practices, and cannot be forced into violating them. We have the right to express ourselves in a free society. We, we just can't function as a civilized society when there is no absolute truth. Just can't happen. I saw an article last night that discussed the firing of the CrossFit executive, Russell Berger. He was fired because he supported a CrossFit franchise and their decision not to participate in a gay pride parade. Actually, he didn't even discuss the, the gay part of it. He discussed the pride part of it as being a sin. Well, if you believe in the Bible, that is what you believe. Pride is a sin. But uh, in this story, they quoted tweets from, from gays that celebrated Berger losing his his livelihood. Because... There is just no place for homophobic haters in our society. We can't tolerate hate. (laughs) And no, what you can't tolerate is a different point of view. That's what people can't tolerate today. What you can't tolerate is someone that believes God's law doesn't change. And just because it's 2018, we all have to kneel at the altar of social justice and the LGBTQIA plus fascism. We just have to go along. We just have to shut our mouths and let it all unfold in front of us. All, All this particular Christian, Russell Berger, did was state what he believed in. That's not homophobia. Disagreeing with somebody's lifestyle doesn't mean you're afraid of that lifestyle. So can we please reject that tired, asinine accusation once and for all and the word hate it's 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 a word that's been redefined to to mean basically anything a religious person doesn't condone that's hatred oh if you if you don't agree with what i think what i believe then you are a hater you hate me you're a hate monger who mongers in hatred no objecting to somebody's Actions isn't hatred. It's imperative that we finally stand up to these lies and stop the unacceptable redefining of words. The definition of hatred is an intense dislike for someone. Russell Berger didn't do anything of the kind. He didn't express any kind of intense dislike for anybody or anything for that matter. He simply expressed why he supported the gym management's decision. You could, you could love people and still disagree with them. I mean, that happens every day. There have been times that as a father, I, I very much agree, disagreed with certain things one of my children was doing. Did that mean I hated them? Of course not. I loved them unconditionally, but disliked what they were doing at the time and maybe tried to steer them away from it. I worked in Salt Lake City from the early to mid uh, and late 80s, and one of my morning show partners on the radio there and one of my best friends was very much gay. Everybody at the station knew it. It just wasn't a big deal to us at all. We didn't, we didn't care. In fact, we all protected him because it would have really hurt his career at, the, at that time if listeners found out. As a matter of fact, even our competitors knew, and nobody used that against him. Anyway, he knew my religious beliefs the whole time we worked together. He actually grew up in a Mormon family. He hadn't been active in forever, but he knew all about it. There was never any doubt where I stood or or any doubt for me where he stood. But it didn't matter because we all knew the difference between hate and tolerance. Tolerance is what they were supposed to be all about. But boy, we've seen that's not the case at all. He knew we all loved him, accepted him for who he was, but just didn't condone necessarily what he was doing. He didn't care if we thought it was the best lifestyle choice or not. Nor did we care if he liked our lifestyle choice. We don't all have to believe the same things to get along. And we don't have to change our religious views to keep our jobs. Or at least we shouldn't have to. But that's how far we've come in our society. That any disagreement at all with leftist ideology and principles is immediately labeled some sort of phobia or some extreme hatred. That's got to stop. It's got to stop. And the acceptance of Things like what we were just talking about a few minutes ago uh, when I was promoting the show on on Glenn's radio show. This UC Santa Barbara situation. Good golly. (laughs) They're hosting a website which is apparently controlled by their sociology department. It encourages people, parents, to allow their young kids to participate in sexual play. That's not a problem. Don't worry about sexual play among your kids. The website is Sex Info Online. It calls sexual play between kids, which the site reports is most common between the ages of four and seven, completely normal, generally harmless, and parents are encouraged to allow such behaviors. According to the website, uh, the the site is maintained by students who have studied advanced topics in human sexuality. So oh, well. <clears throat> they're experts. They're they know. Experts. We're done. These, they're students in college. You you can't challenge them on what they believe. <laughs> These students uh, have written one of the topics is childhood sexuality. And it expands, expounds on how parents should handle what many consider to be inappropriate touching between children. Not to them. The section reads, children might display affection to their friends by hugging and kissing or... Touching each other's genitals. Just perfectly normal. Mm. Parents should not react in a negative way because the kids are just exploring. They're just exploring. Leave them alone. Perfectly normal. If a child is performing these activities excessively or in public, parents might want to sit down and talk with them about how these activities should be done in private. But don't try to thwart the activity altogether. Because, again, it's perfectly normal. Totally healthy. Mm. Childhood sexuality also encourages parents to teach their children that, this is such a strong word, so I'm going to call it uh, self-gratification, is not dirty or bad. It's a private matter and shouldn't be performed in public, that's all. With regard to self-pleasuring. Parents are recommended to avoid reacting with punishment or disapproval. It can lead to life a lifelong problem of shame and sexual guilt.
2: Oh I don't well, want
1: that. you don't want that.
2: And this is from uh, college kids who are telling us about this because they're experts.
1: <clears throat> and the the college kids are experts. Well, I mean, they've <laughs> studied advanced topics. So who do you think okay? knows
2: more? I mean, these these UC Santa Barbara students, uh-huh. um, kids, sexuality, or um, high school kids from Florida talking about the Second Amendment?
1: I'm going to say they're tied. It's close, right? They're tied in genius and brilliance, Mm -hmm. knowledge, and wisdom. What about same-sex play? Well, there's a section that also notes that even if children are engaging in same-sex sexual play, parents should, quote, keep their reactions to such activities positive. (laughs) Hey, good job. You know, Exploring each other's genitals. That's wonderful, kids. I thought you were down here playing chess, but it's good to see that you got involved in something else. Uh, How wonderful. Uh, How creative. You guys need some cookies? Juice? (laughs) As children age, according to the website, their sexual play encounters are more often associated with peers of the same sex, since boys and girls tend to play separately. Now, why would that be true? If we all are exactly alike. If there's no difference between us. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Experts recommend that parents keep their reactions to such activities positive. Since sexual play is normal and allows the child to develop into a sexually healthy adult. Children engaging in same-sex sexual play is not necessarily an indication of homosexual identity. Just as children engaging in other-sex sexual play is not necessarily an indication of heterosexual identities.
2: Hey, I thought this was a society where we can't even compliment <sighs> people anymore. Like, But we're supposed to be touching each other when we're kids? What in the world?
1: And as a parent, if you come across that, you're just supposed to, ah, keep positive, hey. Uh, uh, keep exploring. That's wonderful that the two of you are getting so close. It's a really special friendship you have there.
2: But when you get to be an adult... I don't want to catch you paying a compliment to that same person (laughs) or something.
1: Certainly not in the workplace. Mm -mm. Don't ask them out. I mean, what a world. What a world where we're trying to legitimize sexual activity among four to seven year olds. Are you kidding me? And we're, we're just going to roll over and play dead for that? I, no, and
2: this makes the Canadian no. lady who's talking to kids about you know, gay marriage and gay pride and all that other all good right. stuff. That I mean, we've been Overton windowed since last Friday. I that's mean, like, oh, that's totally
1: acceptable and good. This, that pales in comparison to right? this, and it's right here in our country at UC Santa Barbara. Uh,
2: that's still California,
1: still part of our country. So far, okay. They're voting on that. <clears throat> Not part of the country, but they could split into. Three states, and I don't know if the U.S. is in under any obligation to keep all three.
2: Let them vote on leaving. Yes. Just See ya. Bye-bye.
1: I mean, <laughs> hurts. We can't survive this if we don't stand up and put a stop to it. We won't survive it. I. Uh, this story is so outrageous. I, I don't think a year ago I would have considered that possible, let alone five or ten years ago. We are... You know, forget about the slippery slope. We've we slid down that slope a long time ago. Now we've dropped off a cliff and we're just <laughs> headed into the abyss. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, selling your home is a hassle. You got to get everything fixed, maybe repaint, make sure that you know things are up to date. It's it's stressful enough without having a bad real estate agent as well. Uh, Glenn and Tanya went through it, and so they decided, let's hey, let's put together a network of realtors across the country that are really good. Well, how are we going to figure out if they're really good? Well, we'll 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 actually judge them based on their experience, their marketing plans, what kind of people are they, and what kind of results have they gotten for their clients in the past. And let's make sure they're fans of the show. That way, they'll have something in, in common with. The people were, were trying to sell them to. So they did. And that, the result is realestateagentsitrust.com, a network of over 1,200 agents that have been really rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. So if you're trying to sell your house, you're probably stressed out enough as it is. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: All right, we've given uh, President Trump quite a bit of praise lately. But because we're not just blind followers, I'm going to tell you this Mark Sanford thing he did is despicable. Yep. (sighs) Okay, because Mark Sanford doesn't genuflect to President Trump at all times, that he doesn't defer to him, no matter what he says, Uh, The guy's got to go. And he did. Mark Sanford has been one of the most consistent conservatives in all of Congress. And he lost in the primary last night. He got primaried. Trump threw his support behind uh, Katie something or other. And Mark Sanford lost his seat.
2: It's just. So, yeah, basically it was a tight race. It came down to the wire, and then... And um, I don't
1: know if Trump pushed her over the edge, but probably.
2: Yeah, regardless, the commander-in-chief decided to tweet about it yesterday while people were going to vote in South Carolina, and it was just
1: agonizing. So the first vote, uh, or the first tweet, was this. uh, Mark Sanford has been very unhelpful to me in my campaign to MAGA. He is MIA and nothing but trouble. He's better off in Argentina. (laughs) Which is Uh obviously alluding to the affair he had with the Argentinian. I fully endorse Katie Arrington for Congress in South Carolina, a state I love. She is tough on crime and will continue our fight to lower taxes. Vote Katie! You know, like Mark Sanford doesn't support lower taxes? Of course he does. Mark Sanford uh, is a hardcore conservative. But he's not a big, big Trump fan and Trump just can't take that. So then afterwards, uh, once she wins, Mm -hmm. she got over the top. It was, what, 51 almost to 47 or something? Yeah. 51-46. Here's what Trump tweeted after the election. My political representatives didn't want me to get involved in the Mark Sanford primary, thinking that Sanford would easily win. Of course, because this was an impossible task, even for him. But, with a few hours left, I felt that Katie was such a good candidate, and Sanford was so bad, I had to give it a shot. <laughs> Congrats to Katie errington, so he's taking credit for it after
2: exit polls I guess came out to me
1: probably. he's taking blame for it cause that's ridiculous. I mean, name seriously. why one reason why why Mark Sanford is so bad <clears throat> what do he do? He issues press releases when he you know.
2: Disagrees with the president's policy, I guess. I mean, I yes, he, he's an yes. independent thinker. I think that's the problem. You can't be that. You cannot be that and be in the Republican Party anymore.
1: Arrington was out there campaigning against Sanford with the it's time for Mark Sanford to take a hike for real this time. Cute. Uh, nobody will let go of the indiscretion. And it was a big one. Uh, we called him out on it at the time. But you know what? Um, we've certainly given this president a second, third, and fourth chance. I you, mean, I can't do that for Mark Sanford. Thank you. If anyone needs to be making references to <clears throat> it, isn't Trump marital indiscretions? Yeah, it Come shouldn't. On, man, uh, she called uh, Sanford a never-trumper, and <clears throat> I don't know if that's the case, but who cares? Who cares? Who cares? He's he's just a solid conservative, and should should have kept his seat, but he's not going to. And of course, he backed Ted Cruz for president in 2016. Uh, In response to the president's tweet, Michigan representative, another solid conservative, Justin Amash, Mm -hmm. came to uh, the defense of Sanford, hitting back at, at Trump's remarks by saying Mark Sanford's job is to support and defend the Constitution. He's one of the most principled, consistent, and conservative members of Congress I've ever known. And that's, tr- that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, and unlike you, Mark has shown humility in his role and a desire to be a better man than he was the day before. Dang. <clears throat> so, like, it. like it. I do too. Amash is a good guy. Uh, Sanford's a good guy. And Trump's a jerk. And this is really, it's too bad. Before the final results were even tall- tallied, Sanford told reporters, I've always been a realist. And at this point based on the numbers I see I think we'll end up losing this election. So he it may have been that she would have won anyway even without Trump support, but it's a real shame. Yeah, the vote was 50.7 to 46.4. First race, Mark Sanford has lost in over 25 years in politics. Mm. So, congratulations to all the moderates. To all the establishment Republicans who now have like-minded members of Congress with Paul Ryan. Who are now like-minded with Mitch McConnell. If that's the kind of Republican you want, you've got it. But if you wanted a conservative, he's just headed out the door now. So, again, congratulations on that. And it just, it shows how dead the Tea Party movement is. mm
2: yeah, you know what? That's a great point because Mark Sanford, I was part of a Tea Party event in Charleston, mm-hmm. and I handed the microphone to that man. Uh, you just reminded me of that.
1: Tea Party candidate. <sighs> yep. A lot of these conservatives came sw- were swept into power with the Tea Party, very conservative, principles. That is out the window, and nobody cares about that anymore. Now apparently the yardstick as to whether or not this person measures up is uh, how much they agree with Donald Trump and his policies. Do they love him? Do they cherish him? Do they worship him? Well, okay, then they're they're ready for office. (laughs) If not, if they fail any of these three, you know, love, adore, and worship, if any of those three aren't there, sorry, they got to go.
2: So what if they, they gotta go. love and worship, but they don't adore? Gotta go. Get out? They gotta go. What if they adore and worship, but there's no love?
1: You're out. You're out. It's gotta door? be, co- ta- you're all in, or you're all out. Huh. Okay. That's, I mean, there's the... If
2: he runs for re-election in uh, 2020, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's the GOP platform right there. I mean,
1: like the, the mm-hmm. plank
2: uh, is just, get rid of all the planks. The only thing you had to put in there is...
1: Do you support Donald Trump? Mindlessly. Do you mindlessly, blindly support everything he does?
2: Love, adore, and worship.
1: Uh yeah, I do. Okay, you're in. in. We're gonna throw all our weight and money behind you.
2: So pathetic. <laughs> this country, man, I swear.
1: It it's it's really it's disheartening. It really is. And you know, you gotta keep saying it because everybody gets pissed off if you don't say only glowing things about Donald Trump but i have you know we've tried to be open minded about it, but this really sucks this one really sucks it's hard to swallow triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we've got so much going on today uh to tell you about we've of course have this u c santa barbara uh website which is unbelievable about child sexuality good golly um also Maine has just joined in on gender dilution with a new measure on the heels of New York City offering a third gender option on birth certificates. Maine Maine is now set to offer a non-binary X gender option on your driver's license. <laughs> we'll get into this a little uh, bit deeper here, but that <laughs> is... Uh,
2: what is the point?
1: I. I They don't want to be haters. They want to be inclusive. We want to be tolerant. We've got to accept. And we're willing to do all of that, even to the point of denying biology and science. It's great. It's great. More on that and and much more coming up. Pat Gray unleashed.
0: Gray The Blaze Radio Network Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network For an extra special evening, and
1: more importantly, a way to support the Nazarene Fund, come experience the museum on Friday night. So that's the night after tomorrow. Um, And you can attend a special dinner with Glenn Beck. Uh, It's a museum experience with David and Tim Barton and dinner with Glenn. And then a film screening of Operation Toussaint. It's a documentary about the work of Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. That's going to be fun. So that's Friday. This Friday, 6.30. Exclusive screening and uh, dinner with Glenn and members of the Operation Underground Railroad team uh, will be there as well. Just for And it's all for a really good cause, you know, to save well, Christians in the Middle East. That's so.
2: cool. Friday night, huh? Yep. Mercury1.org.
1: For all the details on that event and all the others that are going on this weekend. 888 hundred thirty three right. Ty is uh, going to take me to task. Ty from South Carolina. Oh. Welcome to the boys.
4: (laughs) Hey, man, I'm not going to take you to task. Okay, I'm a huge fan. I went to Restoring Honor, went to Restoring Love, took my family to both of those. We also did the walk in Alabama, got to meet all you guys. So I'm a huge fan. I totally back what you're saying. The problem with Mark Sanford that he ran into is he used state funds to pay for his affair and pay for his trips. And a lot of people have not forgiven that. A lot of people are like, man, how do we know we can really trust you with our money? And so there's a lot of... There's a lot of local stuff that people have still had issues with Mark Sanford for that reason. It wasn't the affair. Yeah. Necessarily. It was the bigger deal. It was the fact that he used state money to pay for all of that stuff. Now, I will tell you this. But he's, we are about to won. Elect.
1: He's won elections since that time, though, right? Why was it different this time?
4: I think there's just people that have just felt some shadiness from it. I do I don't know all of the details i just know there was a lot of rumblings that man they just didn't trust him there was a trust issue hmm,
3: okay. but i
4: will say this we're about to elect probably one of the most conservative governors in the country john warren uh and getting a good old boy mcmaster out of office which is going to be fantastic so there really That's is good. a lot of conservative movement here in the south carolina upstate area um Stanford just i think when he when he used state money yeah it really just kind of put a black eye on things
1: that's interesting I mean, um what about well, uh lindsey graham when are you going to do something about that
4: oh good god man <laughs> I, just, I don't know what's going on with him man i don't know who uh, he's blowing i mean what he's doing yeah um i just know that uh for some reason people love that or at least they keep voting him in i don't they know what do. they're doing i know uh we've been working i i'm with a group we've been working real hard to try to get him out of office we just we got to get him replaced for sure
1: appreciate it thanks ty um it's an interesting perspective, but again, I find it kind of strange that he's won several elections since that time, and yeah. now all of a sudden people are remembering again. Uh, I don't I know. Wonder if, it's weird.
2: I wonder if that was made into a big issue down there, and you know, kind of remind people. But I i, I don't care for that either, Ty. No, um, I absolutely. That's a good point. That's a I never really even thought le- about.
1: It's a legitimate issue. Mm-hmm. You would have thought it would have kicked in some time ago, yeah. but that's a legitimate issue. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought of that. So he must have used state funds uh, as governor to fly to Argentina. Is that what he was doing?
2: Yeah, and and it doesn't change the fact that that is wrong, the whole paying for it with state funds. Yeah. And it doesn't change the fact that him cheating on his wife was wrong. Um, The thing that is so interesting with South Carolina politics is this is all from Andre Bauer, the lieutenant governor at the time, who is the worst politician in the history of South Carolina I have no idea no at least when I lived there Andre Bauer was such an opportunist he's the one that was telling the press oh I guess we should find out what Mark Sanford he wanted to be governor like nobody's business he even told Mark Sanford look if you resign I won't run for re-election he just wanted to be the governor for five minutes and that's how this whole thing started but uh Mark Sanford, um, as far as what he did in Washington, D.C., he will be greatly missed by those with a libertarian understanding of the Constitution. Uh, well, that's
1: why just, Justin Amash sounded off on it. Yeah, Solid. I mean, everybody knows Justin Amash is, is one of the best conservatives in office, right? I love the Are way. Are we the only ones who know that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I love the way Amash cites the Constitution for why he votes certain ways on Twitter. I mean, that is that is a great use of that social media.
1: You know, he's read it. He's read the Constitution. Uh, Whereas some people in office, I don't think, have even looked at it, let alone read it. They might have heard rumor that it exists. But uh, (laughs) there are those in high (laughs) office right now who don't know anything about the Constitution. Oh, boy.
2: Yeah. But anyway, uh, but uh, hey, no use crying
1: over spilled milk and lost (laughs) elections, I guess.
2: Katie Arrington, hope you're good. Mm,
1: Please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, California's 168-year run is a single entity, you know, right there on the edge of the continent for hundreds of miles in north and south, also sprawls east and west, across mountains, desert, and ocean, right up to the ocean. Uh, so all of that could come to an end next year. Wow. The plan to split... The state into three jurisdictions did qualify yesterday for the November 6th ballot. It'll be on the ballot. Californians will vote on it. I haven't seen any polls about how people are, about whether or not Californians are interested in this. But that's amazing that it's going to go to the ballot. If a majority of voters agree, uh, this long and contentious process would would start for three separate states to take the place of California, and based on what I've seen, it would be called Northern California, which would basically include San Francisco, Sacramento, you know, all of that area. Southern California, San Diego and Los Angeles, and then the middle part of the state, which I think would just be called California. Uh, That's where Fresno is and, you know, some of the farming and all that. Uh, I don't know if they're all guaranteed. Admittance into the United States of America should that happen, but nothing like this has happened since what 1850 or 1860 with West Virginia.
2: Yeah, um, they've got a, an image there at the Blaze TV. Um, it looks like San Diego would be part of Southern California. It looks like, yeah, uh, so. But so it doesn't look like San Diego and LA would stay together. They would stay. together. Would not. Would not. No, would not. See, check that out. Oh, really? See, so you've got LA. Oh, and yeah. LA would be part of just California. San Luis
1: Obispo yeah. and Monterey. And then Southern
2: California would be Fresno, Bakersfield, Riverside, San Diego. Oh, that's interesting. Sacramento, San Francisco would be Northern.
1: Um, yeah, that's a different breakup than, I, oh, wow. than so I thought. This
2: is from the LA Times, uh, this graphic. And this is what they're saying that it would look like.
1: How weird that San Diego isn't in Southern California. No, it is. Oh, it is Southern. L.A. is not. L.A. is not in yeah. Southern California. So
2: so Fresno is Southern California now. So anyway. <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm not living in any of them, so I don't care. Uh, Except
1: uh, for the fact that it gives four more senators right? to this liberal area, whatever you call That's it. That's a problem. That's a real problem.
2: Especially as tight as the Senate usually is. Yeah. That is enough to make it not tight ever again.
1: So um it anyhow. could be a disaster. I, I know that somebody called in. I saw him up on the on the uh, phone board that somebody was going to talk about this on Glenn's show, a, explaining why it could be a really good thing. Now, I don't know if there's a lot of Republicans in one of these areas, if all the Republicans are concentrated into that area. Yeah, I don't I, know, because I my my impression is that San Diego is not. A conservative place to be.
2: Not anymore, really. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's.
1: See. Uh, I think Fresno might be fairly uh, conservative. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it is. It's more farming up there. Um, I'm trying to look at the uh, electoral map of each county. You know, to kind of get an idea for California and what it would look like or what it did look like, like in 2016. Mm-hmm. Let me look. Uh, yeah. So if you look at this map here, I think that's 2016. Yes. This map here that you can't see and I don't have hooked up because I'm not a prepared producer. It's uh, it looks like um, it looks like a, a, that. Oh, the, it
1: does show the red areas Yeah.
2: So you've got uh, I think I think Southern California would go either way. Mm-hmm. The California would stay liberal. And Northern California, ironically enough, at least based Might on the counties. Might be your
1: best bet <laughs> know, for conservatism. Which
2: includes San Francisco, huh. so that would blow out right. everything else. So The I big population
1: centers are just too liberal. So mm-hmm. they would just, they'd probably, instead of having two liberal senators, you would have six liberal senators from that region. No, thank you. Yay. So from that standpoint, the country really does have a serious stake in it. Yes. Plus California, it's the fifth largest economy in the world. What happens when you split it all split it all up like that? I who gets what? And is that I my guess is the people aren't gonna do this,
2: right? California, here's here's your options, your new options, mm. okay? Number one, stay together, please. Just stay together mm-hmm. so we can keep all the crazies just interlocked right there. We don't want you separating out. Or if you do want to break up, break up with us, the rest of the country and go your own way. So instead of three of (laughs) you, there's zero of you. That would be my plea to California.
1: That wouldn't be bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So this would be the first division of an existing state since West Virginia in 1863 is when that actually happened. Mm. 1863. And that's when they
2: broke away in the middle of the Civil War away from Virginia.
1: Right. Hmm. Uh, According to Tim Draper, Silicon Valley venture capitalist, He sponsored the ballot uh, measure. He said, three states will get us better infrastructure, better education, and lower taxes. States will be more accountable to us and can cooperate and compete for citizens. Hmm. In the initiative's introductory passage, Draper argues that vast parts of California are poorly served by a representative government dominated by a large number of elected representatives from a small part of our state. So, Northern California would consist of 40 counties. Uh, Central Valley would be... Los Angeles County would anchor the six counties that retain the name California. And then, of course, there's San Diego, the uh, Southern California area. But that stretches all the way around to Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: yeah
1: I just, I, you know, I hope it doesn't happen because the double you know is probably better than the one you don't. <laughs> well said. And I just think <laughs> winding up with six liberals in the Senate uh-huh. as opposed to two is probably a real possibility.
2: Honestly, just think of it this way: Would you rather have one California or three?
1: One. I can forward. barely stand one. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joined now by. Uh, Brad Staggs. Oh. Looks like you brought in some goodies. Uh, an entire Wax RX well, system, huh?
5: And don't forget, uh, it's now in the contract. You have to introduce me as the Wax Whisper. Oh, that's right. I don't want you to forget Mm -hmm. that because then you get penalized. And I don't want to see you get penalized. No, the wax whispered. Yeah, very thoughtful. Thank you. Uh, No, I did want to uh, address a couple of of comments, criticisms, concerns, and observations of the WaxRx system that you can find at usewaxrx.com. First of all, uh, it's a three-step system, and and the the first being the earwax removal drops or the aid to remove that uh, earwax. But they do have, in fact, chamomile and aloe in them. Mm But do not make it into a T. I just thought of something. Do not do that. Okay. Is is
2: there going to be a wing at the museum this weekend uh,
5: made of wax that you've? Oh, oh! Wait until you see Mount Rushmore (laughs) made of (laughs) earwax. Oh, was I supposed to even tell? Is that
2: the life life? Was I even
5: supposed to say? No, well, it's not. It's not. It's three quarters (laughs) because I mean we do have a large hallway here. That's true. But yes, probably hold. I I hope I didn't let any cats out of the bag on that one. I Just so you know. Um, and by the way, a lot of people have also complained that the Viewmaster that comes with the WaxRF yeah. system doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> That's, this is not a Viewmaster. What do you mean? It looks it just is like not, a Viewmaster. You will notice that when you look through it, there are no pictures uh-huh. and there's no handle.
2: Oh, how many fingers am I holding up?
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> this is not actually a Viewmaster. It is a cup to catch. Catch your what new comes out. pet. Right. Okay. Exactly. It's a pet catcher. And please do send it because we're working on the full size sculpture of Crazy Horse for next year's <laughs> next year's museum. And uh, finally, oh, and your it was your, your actually your wife, mm. Carrie, who who did come up with she said, you know, the PH conditioned rinse, the little packet yeah. is like Kool Aid for your ears.
2: <laughs> she said that?
5: Yes. And I thought that was genius. Okay. So, That's those are just a few of the comments, concerns, criticisms, and observations of the Wax RX system that you should have in your house because when you need it, you'll want it. You may not need it right now, but mm-hmm. when you need it, you'll want it. Go to usewaxrx.com, promo code radio.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 33 uh, 93 NASA experts believe humans can absolutely survive on Mars. okay that's according to NASA chief scientist Jim Green uh, and the first person to actually go live on Mars he said is likely living on the planet today.
2: Oh, good. Maybe they're in California. We just that, That's your answer, California. Just go to Mars.
1: Uh, after the building blocks of life were discovered on the red planet, yeah, we had that really exciting announcement of the... <laughs> misbehaving uh, methane? Yeah, misbehaving methane <laughs> and the other thing that we saw, which was... Oh. It was organic. It was an organic cell. Woof! Wow. I mean... Uh, it wasn't life but it was a building block for sure. life yeah. so we had that <laughs> um so now we see mars as an even better location for having past life green said it's just getting better and better of course it's more earth like than any other planet in the solar system so it it's kind of not only is it the most attractive option for us if we really do have to leave the planet and start a colony somewhere else it's basically the only option uh, there's also, apparently, natural beauty on the planet. There's a Grand Canyon. This is really cool. A Grand Canyon that measures almost the entire width of the United States of America. That would be something to see. And then there's the, huh. uh, what is it called, Mons or Vons, the volcano that's the size of Arizona. Oh, wow. It uh, I think it stretches up 75,000 feet high. Golly. So it'd be quite a climb. Uh, but so maybe a day or two. the plan is to send somebody to the planet by 2040, but that depends on quite a few things. We have to land on the planet uh, safely, okay. which they have a really tough time doing mm-hmm. right now. NASA can land up to a one ton vehicle, which we have there now on the surface, uh, for a human to be inside the vehicle. We'd have to land about 10 tons on the surface. That vehicle would also need to land with precision, you know, so you don't kill the people inside. Then, of course, we'd have to blast off from Mars. Every Martian trip so far has been a one-way trip. Hmm. I think most humans would probably like to come back home at some point. It's not a one-way ticket, at least right now. That's why NASA is working on a Mars 2020 rover. Sometime in the next decade, we plan to blast off the surface of Mars and come back. So they're going to send a probe there, you know, travel around the planet for a while and then have it blast off and come back home. That's that would be cool.
2: I mean, it's cool to think about. I just I'm I'm more concerned about keeping our society together right now.
1: Why? (laughs)
2: You're right. Let's go. You're right. You know what? Let's just start (laughs) over on Mars. Good point. Sorry.
1: Yep. Mm hmm. See, I, I know th- there's always going to be those cries. Is, Let's take care of the things we have to worry about here before we go to space. M- my thing is, this tends to unite people. It gives us a vision, a hope, uh, a common purpose. And the other thing is, a lot of good comes from the discoveries you make along the way. That's what happened on the moonshot. We discovered all kinds of things. We've talked about it many times. Cell Cell phone technology. You know, Velcro, Tang, all of that stuff uh, yes. we discovered along the way. And so it does eventually benefit mankind. Uh, we would need to wear space suits 100% of the time because Mars has extreme weather. You talk about global warming. Uh, hmm. This planet has been through global warming.
2: Oh, my gosh. How soon before the, the people down here would be saying, oh, you know, Mars, boy, it didn't
1: used to be this hot. <laughs> right. But then the
2: uh, humans arrived, and just
1: like that. The difference between Monday's weather and Tuesday's weather could be 170 degrees. That's weather weirding right there. Yeah, it is. You know, you'd be on Mars saying traffic and weather together every six minutes on the fives. (laughs) Here on your Martian Monday, high today about 70. 70? Overnight low, 250 below zero. Brr. Morning, everybody. (laughs) Got some air supply coming up next. Oh, what about Foreigner? Here on the surface of Mars. <laughs> now, Foreigner, because air supply will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner <laughs> will. That's all the, all the we, things we'd be we, saying on Mars if we had a show there. Oh, man,
2: but let's, let's do this. I want to do a remote from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we'd also have to get used to dust storms about every 26 months. It's summer on Mars, meaning Mm. prime dust storm season, these storms made up of fine dust that gets caught in the atmosphere, can darken daylight to a twilight stage for months at a time. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, Mm. you talk about depression. If you're going to Mars, uh, be sure to take a lot of vitamin D because you're going to get depressed. (laughs) Uh, We'd also need to build, obviously, an entire infrastructure. The people that go there would be real pioneers, Green said. The first humans on Mars would need to farm and establish a food source. Well, yeah, we already saw that from Matt Damon. We know what you have to do. What's that? You have to grow potatoes in your own poop. So, I mean, he showed us the way. I still need to see that movie. Oh,
2: you haven't seen that? I
1: wanted to. You haven't seen The Martian? Mm -mm. It's a really good movie. Wow, so he grew potatoes in poop. Yes, well, I've just ruined the movie for a lot of people. Uh, I apologize.
2: I mean, yes, look, it's been out know. for about five years, so.
1: Now you know, though, he grows potatoes in his own poop.
2: <laughs> you know what? He's I feel better seems having not seen the movie.
1: Yeah. So,
2: he enjoys his poop potatoes, does
1: he? <laughs> yeah, he does. He likes okay. them. Okay. Uh, but scientists believe beans, asparagus, and potatoes are viable crops for the soil there. So, in other words, I'd have nothing to eat. Right, I mean, what are you going to along. I'm bringing along my field of greens oh, for Brookhouse yeah. Nutrition. That's what yes. I'm bringing. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to eat. Uh, homes <laughs> would also need to be built. Green said 3D printers might be able to use dust on the planet to create habitats. What? Right. D- you could take the <laughs> dust on Mars uh-huh. and 3D print a house? Ah, uh, come he, on. Who even
2: stops to think, hey, you know what we should do? If we could somehow get a 3D printer up to Mars and uh. we just run an extension cord all the way back to our house down on Earth, and then we take the dust and build a house. Yeah. I
1: mean, we're not We can do all that, except we don't have an extension cord quite that long yet.
2: Yeah. Plus, I mean,
1: So they're working on a 60 million mile uh, extension cord right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully nobody will bump into it and kick it out of the. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Like if, and then it kills everybody on Mars. What are you gonna do? You don't want that. You don't want that.
2: And then after you build that house out of Martian dust, uh huh. I mean, you're gonna be hungry. So what do you do?
1: Poop potatoes. You you eat poop potatoes. That's what you do. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We got some uh, Californians who are gonna uh, clue us in as to this big battle on separating california into three states we'll get to that coming up in a sec here on pack ray unleashed
0: Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Uh, Don't forget, here on Mars, it's going to be a chilly one. 65 right now, but uh, we're looking for an overnight low of 250 degrees below zero.
2: Is that a record?
1: You're going to have to, nah, not even close to the record, Keith. But bundle up tonight. Uh, You know, maybe wear an extra little sweater underneath your uh, overcoat. Just one sweater? That might be good. Uh, 888-933-93. Oh
2: my gosh, look at that. I love lowest. the Martian
1: story. We're never going to get there, though. No. Never going to get there. What's the lowest temperature ever on Mars? Minus 243. 240, okay.
2: I mean, not even close. Minus
1: 243. <laughs> 243 degrees below zero. I think the record here uh, is Antarctica, right? And it was 120 below? Does that sound right? Uh yeah, I'm just
2: looking at the record high for Mars all if,
1: time. If I see low. that correctly,
2: the hottest it's ever gotten is 68. Oh really? I think if I saw that correctly, now nah, I can't find it.
1: And and really, how do we know that? How many how many thermometers do we have on oh. Mars?
2: There's guys running weather stations all over that globe. <laughs> uh, so you're looking for our you're looking up Earth
1: uh record temperatures. Uh, yes. Okay. All yeah. time record low is well high is 134
2: all right in california death valley which california who knows uh the lowest is uh, is um
1: antarctica (laughs) and it was a temperature of 120 below 123 below sure we're going with that oh you you haven't seen it okay no all right so triple eight 933 93 uh we were talking about uh, California having their uh, their ballot measure to split the state from one to three states. Mm-hmm. It would be Northern California, Southern California, and just plain California.
2: And minus 128.6.
1: That was really close. Mm-hmm. 128. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's chilly. It's a little, That's little nippy. Good sleeping weather, though. <laughs> Get those covers up over the top of you, right up to your chin. I mean, once you get to minus 80, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't tell the you difference. You 128 that. below. Uh, let's go to Jim in California. Hey, Jim, welcome.
6: Hey, how you doing? Good. Brother Love, how are you?
1: Doing well, thanks.
6: Um, Shut up. Anyways, look, I'm from California. I know you hate California. Look, oh, yeah. I, I, I I was originally from Virginia.
1: I just hate the politics. I love California. A beautiful state. It's a it's
6: beautiful. I, I love California. I am ready to to uh, well, yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Anyways, you know, it, we, I understand what's going on in California. This is not the first mm-hmm. time it's been on the me- on the ballot measure. They've, they've oh. had petitions to succeed. They tried to turn Northern California into something called Jeffersonville. They, This is nothing new, okay? It's yeah. understandable because, you know, I live in Southern California. I live in San Bernardino County.
3: Mm-hmm. I live in
6: San Bernardino City, okay? And the politics, the, the political nightmare, which is the area is so bad that they cut the city in half to put in a stupid bus line that nobody rides. they killed all the downtown businesses and then you've got governor Moonbeam who wants to build this bullet train that goes from nowhere to nowhere Yeah, millions and millions of dollars and it's just it, it drives you absolutely crazy my friends are afraid mm. to even bring the train up around me because i'll go into a 30-minute tirade so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> go into that because it's really bad but You know, I understand it completely. And a lot of it is the population in the major cities. We, we, the conservatives, and I consider myself a constitutionalist. I'm not a, 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 I'm not a, a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I gave those titles up a long time ago. California, don't do that to you. Yeah. But, you know, I, it's just, it drives me crazy. I understand it. And, you know. There's a lot of us that are just sick and tired. We're gun owners. We're, you know, we've got friends that are gay. We don't care. You want to get married? You right. want to marry your, you know, we don't care. Right. You know, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And and these people make it such a a a hot topic that it makes it so uncomfortable to live there. I would love to get out of California. I'm in Texas right now. I I drive a truck. I'm I'm driving through Texas and going back to California, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But you know, I would love to move back to Texas. I lived in uh, eastern Texas for a long time. Um, I would love to move back. I can't sell my house and get out of California because all the regulations they have on the house. I got to change the windows. I got to put solar on it. I got to do this. I got to do that. You
3: know,
6: yeah. it's crazy yeah you know I, I can't just sell my house i gotta i you know it's gonna cost me close to ten thousand dollars put windows on my house so i can sell it that's a, it's pretty
1: money. bad i uh, appreciate it thanks jim it's pretty bad when you can't afford to sell your house <laughs> because you've got to make all the repairs and they it. force you into doing it what that's a nightmare ridiculous you know, one of the things that has happened pretty much, I think, everywhere is this freon thing. Freon, you can't, you yeah, can't use it anymore thing, yeah. in your in your air conditioning mm-hmm. system. So, if you have got an air conditioning system from, I don't know, t- ten years ago, and you just want to, you just want to re- fix it, replace it, you can't because they can't give you freon anymore. So, you got to replace your system at a fairly sizable cost. Yes, it's madness
2: because the stuff that now is EPA friendly, yeah, is ten times as Incredibly much. Incredibly expensive, mean, it's just ridiculous.
1: I, I hate we, regulations like that.
2: That was uh, that was a nudging by uh, one Barack Obama's administration.
1: Then what do they have in California? Something like eighteen different summer blends for gasoline. Oh, you're right. And then they wonder why uh, it's four dollars there, four four bucks a gallon uh, when it's you know two eighty everywhere else. Shelly in California, you're on the blaze. Hi.
7: Hey, thanks, Pat. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was actually helping with the signature drive on this. Oh. It's not not going to give you more uh, liberal people in Washington. It's actually going to split it up. So the way that it's split up is Southern California is conservative. You've got Riverside Mm. County and Orange County, which compete for the bastion of conservatism in California. Okay. Um, San Diego will negate that and get that done. The farming community, which the farmers will vote because they're farmers and not dairymen, so I'm sure men I'm get hate mail from dairymen now, but um, because they suck and they're Democrats because they're on. But anyway, um, we're going to go up, and that'll go in, and it'll be a conservative. Actually, a very very conservative area. LA, we mm. know what that's going to be. Yeah. The state of Jefferson up northern, you're going to get a libertarian viewpoint, and sometimes it's social. You know, it's more or less socially liberal,
3: mm-hmm.
7: but it's going to be very fiscally uh, libertarian, and all the way up through. I was on my city council. I was an elected official. Thank goodness I'm out of there, but I had to deal with the state all the time yeah and i can tell you this is really the only way i mean i know there's issues you know they say how are you going to deal with the water i tell you what i can deal with the people in northern california much easier to get the water down to california and bypass la and all the nonsense in what would be the new california
1: Mm. so is there any chance this thing passes do you think
7: i think it's strong Oh, really? Because, okay, you look at our last election, number one, you look at the statement of the vote, which for the listeners that don't know what that is, after the election is done, you can go back and see by county, and actually you can drill down to even by neighborhood, who voted how, Mm -hmm. what neighborhoods voted how. We were so uh motivated in the primary, we actually got a Republican in the t- top two because we have a jungle primary, which means we don't get a Republican and a Democrat We just get the top two vote getters um, so they thought for sure it was gonna to be um, gruesome Newsome and via really grossa, but we beat out really grossa and got in John Cox, who's a Republican from mm-hmm. San Diego yeah so there's a lot of motivation from people who are just fed up and just like the guy that called before i mean people can't even sell their house because and that's not a democrat or republican thing that's just somebody goes hey i want to get out of here and now you're telling me i can't
1: yeah it's crazy so
2: it's crazy Shelley, can i ask you a quick question you're saying sure. that if this does happen the the california that would have la in it would have probably two democrat senators correct yeah. Okay, and then the Southern California, they would have San Diego, get, uh, Fresno. we will
7: get conservative. To, I mean, we're to, talking conservative, okay. not Republican, but conservative.
2: And then the Northern one would have maybe split, maybe one Democrat, one Republican. No, you're going
7: to get a more libertarian. Okay. I, You know, State of Jefferson has been trying to secede since the 1800s. Wow.
2: Hmm.
7: And so um, they are very, very... Um, libertarian, and and whenever... Doesn't that include... I at the very beginning of this... Doesn't it it, include
1: San Francisco, though?
7: Yes, but you've got your tech guys. So, remember, socially liberal, but look at what Amazon... I mean, Amazon and Starbucks, they're certainly not uh, conservatives, but look at how they're pushing back against the tax... Well, yeah. You know, about the headcount. Yeah. So that's why I say you're going to get a fiscally conservative, and I'd mm. way rather deal, I mean, I am libertarian, but I'd rather deal with socially liberal, libertarian uh, fiscals any day than the nonsense that comes out of L.A.
1: Yeah. All right. Appreciate that perspective. Thanks, Shelly. Wow. 888 thirty three ninety three. The Silicon Valley, I, I keep hearing that there's some libertarianism in them. I, I see no evidence of it, though. Every time I hear one of those guys speak, or I see that they're, uh, I see them get involved in the politics of an issue. uh, They don't seem very libertarian to me, and they are certainly socially liberal. Uh, But I, I mean, when it comes to they themselves, like Amazon paying the head tax of five hundred bucks per person or something to come move into the, of course they don't want that because that directly affects them. But they'll they'll still vote fiscally irresponsibly uh, on everything else because it's somebody else that's picking up the tab. They don't care.
2: Well, yeah, so I, oh boy. Yeah, so as far as the the senators that they send, you know, that could be a wash. Um, but uh, boy, that would be exciting on uh, presidential election night, not having 55 automatic votes to the Democrats. I mean, literally, the the Democratic mm-hmm. candidate every four years starts off with a head start of 55. I think that's how many electoral votes it is. I mean, you're already Mm -hmm. a fifth of the way there.
1: Yeah. It's frustrating. (laughs) When
2: the night starts.
1: Yep. Uh, Dawn in Florida. Welcome to the Blaze.
4: Hey, hey, Pat. How you doing? Good. Hey, Keith. How you doing, Keith? All right. Hey, I I used to um, work for the uh, wastewater um, uh, plant in Manatee County. Um, You're... Poop potatoes, uh, you're already eating them, bro. Because <laughs> uh, when, when, when the water comes in, it's from every source oh
1: of man water. That... And then
4: it goes through the system, the bugs eat it down, and at the end, there's a, let's call it sludge. And it comes out, and we add a little polymer to it. They pump it in the back of a one of those long dump trucks, and they haul them out every day, every other day. And they take them out to <laughs> the farmer's. That's free fertilizer for them, man.
1: So, so you're great. If you're not touching the vegetables, (laughs) man, you're probably in there. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. I'm going to say... They don't, it doesn't work that way in Texas. Nope. That's a Florida thing.
2: Yeah. In fact, I grow all my own food. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know what I, you're
1: even talking about. I don't. No, uh, that mm. doesn't happen here. That's only on so, Mars and Florida. So,
2: the moral of the story, it doesn't even pay to be
1: a vegetarian. Yeah. Great. Gross. Ugh. Ugh. What does pay is a losing weight because you just feel better in addition to looking better. Um, but it can be really hard sometimes. And especially when you get to middle age or whatever, and sometimes even before that, it's just really it, your metabolism slows down. There is something you can take that speeds it back up. It's called RIDUZONE. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, RIDUZONE helps you lose weight. And it helps you keep it off. It's a safe, natural FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that when you take it, it's got the patented uh, OEA in it that they took from olive oil. And that has been proven to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. It's great stuff. It's going to help if you're tired of getting on the seesaw, on and off, up and down. You lose it, you gain it. You lose it, you gain it. Try RidUZone today. Order it at RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. RidUZone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off your three-month supply, riduzone.com.
0: You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888-900-3393. Rupert Everett, you know who he is? He was one of the stars of My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts back in the day, like, I don't know, 97, 98, whenever that movie came out. He claims that Hollywood treats gays like second-class citizens. Huh. So that means they are terrible to gays women, blacks. Uh, Hollywood is the most racist, homophobic, misogynist industry in the world. He says he's lost out on three or four big roles in uh, Hollywood because he's gay. The aggressively heterosexual film industry treats gay performers like second-class citizens. There's tons of roles that I've got for lots of different reasons. Some of them probably... For not being a good enough actor or doing a lousy audition, all that counts. But there were three or four big movies when I was successful that the director and the other actors wanted me to be in and that I was absolutely blocked from by a studio just for the fact of being gay.
2: Wow. What? How does he know that? Huh. Hmm.
1: What hateful people. I love this. You know, the, the holier than thou garbage that comes out of Hollywood. You know, and you, and then you get like Robert De Niro uh, being a presenter at the Tony Awards and comes up and his first words out of his mouth are F Trump. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you guys took the night off from raping each other for one night. I love that. Enough to celebrate yourselves. <laughs> uh, but maybe you should take a little deeper look inside and be a little more introspective. And uh, see what kind of douchebags you are. He's uh, Rupert Everett is 59 now, and he said it absolutely does happen that gays are discriminated against. But at the same time, it's been making it's been the making of me as well. It's forced me to always try and be creative to try to make something up. Mm. I think my career as a writer wouldn't have happened if I'd been heterosexual, active, working nonstop. So he's. Got another uh, movie coming out. But I I find that fascinating that all of these people continually uh, coming to the forefront and talking about how bad it is in Hollywood for women, they don't get equal pay, for uh, blacks who don't get equal pay, for gays who miss out on roles. And they're casting aspersions at the rest of us? (laughs) Uh, Clean up your own filthy house. How about that? I love it.
2: Yeah, that's fun. I love these stories. They seem to be happening more and more frequently
1: of, of liberals eating their own. Yeah, we're, we're hearing it all the time. <laughs> I mean, hearing it all the finally
2: time. Finally, the, the ridiculousness of this world is catching up to them.
1: Also, uh, a great report came out yesterday that shows just how stingy we as Americans are, as usual. Mm-hmm. We just won't give. You know how much how much money private citizens gave last year to the rest of the world to charity?
2: I don't know what twelve cents total. Gosh. thirteen.
1: Just slightly above that number. Uh, <laughs> I mean, barely. It's hardly even worth mentioning. I might as well just say yes to twelve cents.
2: Do you have to carry the one to figure this one you, out
1: too? Maybe a few ones. Wow. And then some zeros. What? Uh, Four hundred billion dollars. It's the first time ever. Four hundred and ten. To be exact, four hundred and ten billion dollars. First time four hundred billions been eclipsed in the history of the world. Uh, we gave as much as about the rest of the world combined. Oh, put that in your pipe. As a percentage of of our GDP, we double the giving of the second place nation, which was New Zealand, I believe. So <clears throat> the Giving USA report that was released yesterday said giving from individuals estates foundations and corporations reached an estimated 410 billion more <laughs> get this hmm. that's more than the gross domestic product of Israel and Ireland wow say that one again 410 billion dollars that we gave to charity yes. is more than the GDP <laughs> of Israel and Ireland i mean that's uh... This but, is one of those
2: stories you better memorize so that I when know. you get cornered, you have this at the ready. My goodness.
1: Yeah, when you're told that we don't care about others, uh, that we're stingy, yep. uh, that we're raping the rest of the world, we're taking their resources, we give nothing back.
2: And that's what you hear. You hear the government the has to have these programs because churches and everyone, they don't give enough. They don't do enough for people. Uh, mm-hmm. okay, really? We got, hello, right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? mm mm-hmm. And by the way, this is... All the private donations from citizens, from individuals, corporations, and foundations. Okay, this is not the government giving because the government only gave about 50, 50, 51 billion last year, I think. 50 or 51 billion, somewhere in there. Give eight times that amount as individuals and corporations.
2: And technically, we give all of that. Since the government is spending our money right. in addition to what we're giving to charities, very
1: true. So you add these two figures together; it's over four hundred and sixty billion dollars we gave to charity. It's pretty pretty outstanding. Um, it demonstrates that even in divisive times, our commitment to philanthropy is pretty darn solid. According to Aggie Sweeney, who is the chairman of Giving USA Foundation, giving increased uh, to eight. Of the nine charitable sectors identified by Giving USA, the only decline was for areas related to international affairs. A big deal. So the the biggest chunk by far came from individuals. And I don't have the pie chart in front of me, but it was like two hundred and eighty six billion, all from individual people. Wow. And then you got corporations and foundations like, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates and all that. Um but yeah, one one billion. Billion dollars was given by Dell Technologies CEO Michael Dell and his wife Susan. Two billion dollars from Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla. Wow. Mm. Zuckerberg gave two billion in charity last year? That's seriously. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but that's impressive. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so, anyway. When you're hearing from the rest of the world how terrible we are, mm-hmm. how we we don't do anything for others, we are, we're all about ourselves, yeah, just keep this in mind and be able to recite this back to the haters.
2: Yeah, but at a certain point, you've made,
1: made enough, enough money. money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the more to donate then, jerk.
1: And yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for taxation policies, I think we'd give even more privately because a lot of people's... Perception is, all right, well, they take enough of me for taxes and give it to other people, so I'm not going to give as much. Can you imagine if we actually had a low tax rate on the wealthy or an even playing field for everybody, like a 15% flat tax? I think you'd see this go up to maybe a trillion dollars a year. But year after year after year, we top this list. And... Nobody pays any attention to that. We just continue to get beaten down by everybody, uh, calling us stingy and selfish, and that we don't extend ourselves to others.
2: Yeah, we're the most selfish nation. <laughs>
1: yeah, because yeah,
2: those selfish Americans and their four hundred billion plus in donations every yeah.
1: year. Four hundred ten billion. Well, and then you include the the government four hundred and sixty billion dollars last year in one year alone. Pretty amazing. Uh, Also, don't forget, let me tell you this uh, about this again, The, the special evening we're having to support the Nazarene Fund. This is going to be a lot of fun for you, and you're supporting a tremendous cause. You get to experience the museum with David and Tim Barton Friday night, and you get to attend a special dinner with Glenn. So afterwards, there's going to be a nice film screening of Operation Toussaint, which is a documentary about the work of Tim Ballard and Oper- Operation Underground Railroad. Um, get your tickets by going to mercuryone.org and then just click on it because you'll never remember the slash TFN June 15. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go to mercuryone.org and you'll see where you can click on this. and Slash get TFN involved. Yeah, Mercury- June Yeah, so remember HTTPS uh, colon slash slash. Which way's that slash? Leading it's Patrick? going forward. These are forward slash forward okay, slash. Okay, but what if I'm going the other www. way? www. dot. Mercury one dot org. That's Mercury one all one word. So it's dot a word, org. not the number? Slash. Again, another forward slash. Oh, a forward. TNF June one 5. One five. And then it has another slash Does on the end. But slash. I don't think you need to put that the one in. Slash. I think it just happens by itself. It's like a gratuitous slash. So yeah, we'll see you Friday night. <laughs> at 6.30.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: It's time to chew the fat with Jeffy here.
8: Uh, Just a reminder today is uh, your free Taco Bell day from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Get on it. Uh, The Doritos Locos Tacos. uh, Go in first come, first serve. Eastern or wherever
2: you are, you know.
8: In the Town 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. You said Eastern. Eastern, so one to
1: five central, it's possible. I don't know, it's two yeah, to f- noon whatever. to four in the mountain <laughs> region.
2: What about 11 to
1: three <laughs> if down. you're on the west coast <laughs> out there in the three state
2: california
8: area? You know I have to check the website because I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Okay. Could be they all they say is uh, two to six. Right. Well, good luck. You know what? Just stop in <laughs> and tell them you want your damn taco. <laughs>
1: I don't yeah, give it to time me. It is. And I want it now. lost,
8: okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Golden State beat them. I want my taco. Um, you were talking about the, uh, California and the splitting. Mm. but And I know you had the the one caller that was talking about, which is, by the way, amazing that he can't even sell his house.
1: Yeah, Cause right, because of the regulations.
8: Right. I mean, he can't say to the people, hey, I'll sell you my house. Um, you you do whatever you got to do. Yeah. To fix it up after, it's after as you give is, me the money. And then... Uh, Not even that. Right. I mean, he can't walk away from that. That's... That's crazy. That is agonizing. But uh, it uh, it happened back in 1859 where voters did approve breaking California into two, uh, and Congress did not vote on the measure. So even after the voter support would end up approving the plan, uh, the proposal still has to clear other steps like um, uh, extra stars. After the vote, the California legislature would have to then approve it, send it up the chain, it would likely then face court challenges, congressional approval mm-hmm. before it would even become close to the reality. The U.S. Congress so
1: would yeah. have to approve it. Yeah,
8: wow. Yeah. According to this, according to the Hill, and that's not going to happen. No, no way. That's not going to happen. No, no way. They won't
1: do it. But they're then, like yeah. in like 1859. I mean, they just didn't vote on it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, that screws up our nice round number of 50 states. I hey, I just 52. That just doesn't work. So well, I mean, uh, I think Barack Obama said that we had
8: that many. Had, yeah,
1: uh, you said we had fifty-seven. 57 so, I mean, even right. more. So I mm-hmm. mean, okay.
2: Got two left to go. <laughs> 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 Do but not miss that. In man. a survey
8: uh, not long ago, seventeen percent of those polled voted to break the state into three areas. Seventy-two mm-hmm. percent said they wanted to leave the state as is. Okay,
9: uh, I've now been in fifty.
1: Seven states, fifty-seven I think states. One, yeah. left oh, one left to go. So uh, one left to go. Fifty-eight. Uh,
9: one left to go. Alaska and Hawaii. I was not allowed to go. Fifty-nine
1: to. and sixty. Okay, so I guess there's sixty states. <laughs> one left to go. All right. So give me the numbers again on the on the poll the for this poll. Now they no. So they've got the signatures for it to be on the ballot. Right. All right. But
8: this poll said seventeen uh, percent of those polled, and this does not give the size of the poll or whatever, okay. uh, voted to break the state into three areas. Seventy-two percent.
1: Wanted to leave the state. Oh wow, that's as it is. Okay, so that's yeah, not going to pass. Going nowhere. All right, cool. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Although the woman who called, who was taking, she was for it. Yeah, she she was oh, yeah, a she signature it, right? gatherer. Yeah. Was working on the effort. and She sounded really positive that it's going to pass. I don't,
8: well, I mean, if she's if she's got uh, you know if she's put her foot down and, and is out gathering signatures, she wants it to happen. Then, yeah, right? I mean, she does. she thinks it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, look, I think. Uh, uh, and, and Keith mentioned it earlier, uh they just missed out and should have just voted for a new country yes. And uh, let's be done with it. yes, have a nice day yeah um we can't we can't seem to get that wall built now, maybe <laughs> we can't if we get let any Cali- wall built. tell you what I'll make you a deal California <laughs> you get to be a new country, build a wall right block mm-hmm. us off yes, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank Facebook again, too. I know you gave away a lot of money. out of charity. Two billion dollars. Well, that, that's, that's a only, lot of money. That's only because the wife is making all that money on
1: facial cream. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's right. yeah. it's true. Yeah. But uh, Cause she left the company to do that, to go sell facial. Did she tell cream, him a ahead of time? No, it was a problem geez, between them no. at first because oh, she kept it a secret yeah. from Mark. And, huh. and then all of a sudden. But then it turned I mean, out Mark course. was supportive. You know, uh-huh. he I mean, you he's like, okay, be. you're making a lot of
8: money. All right, go. I ahead. I know you lied to me uh-huh. and turned, you know, snuck around behind my back. But it's okay now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all right. because you're making
8: billions. Right.
1: Yes. So that makes it all better. So, so she and and she she reminded reminded Mark of how well Joanna Gaines was right. doing uh-huh. after uh-huh. she left Thank you. to sell facial cream. See? Thank you. And I think that sealed the deal right there. So the last email I got. uh, <laughs>
8: about the uh, Zuckerbergs and Mm -hmm. facial cream, Uh, it wouldn't open. I don't know if it's because it's coming into this building
1: Uh
8: or not, but I keep getting them, but the actual actual story won't open. Oh, no. I know. It's very disappointing because I want to learn how she did it so I can do it myself. Yeah, I know. I know. But I want to thank him also for letting me know today as I opened up my Facebook uh, link that uh, Soccer Fever is spreading across the globe. Oh, Soccer oh, Fever. here we are. Yeah. And all of yeah. us at Facebook are excited to Woo. team up with the other fans of the FIFA World Cup by adding a profile name. I I forgot to do that, though.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love soccer, but I oh, forgot to add my name to that. who doesn't? Forgot to add... <laughs> Except for virtually everyone in the I United love soccer, States though. of America. I do like soccer. Why do you like soccer? It's a common sport. It's a stupid communist it's sport. It's fun. It is. It's not fun. Totally it's fun. Horrific. You it's kick fun. the ball, and then somebody else kicks yep. it, and then mm-hmm. kicked again. I know. Again. It's good for kids to play. It's and good And then kid, somebody kid. else kicks good the good ball. Good kids game. Let them no, kick no, all that all ball of a sudden, and run. Something surprising happens, happens, and somebody runs up and kicks the ball again. I And know. you would have thought, wow, I didn't know they were oh. going to kick it know, this I many times. It. It's yeah. a lot of kicking going on. A lot of
8: kicking, a lot of running. I love it. It's good for them. And then somebody that's
1: kick and not score a goal, and then maybe in like 90 minutes or 180 minutes, or nobody really knows because yeah. they don't put the time out on the scoreboard yep. for some reason. We one don't know knows. how long the one free guy and the game referee. lasts. Oh, one one well, let's, let's, trust, let's trust the one yeah. guy with the stopwatch.
2: If you're
8: watching it on TV, the TV screen has what could possibly be the No, it's, a,
2: can, no, it's an estimate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's an estimate. Yeah.
1: And then uh. somebody will miraculously kick it into a goal, and then they'll win by that excruciating score of one to nothing. Whoa, high scoring. Whoa, Whoa, that's too that much is... offense for me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I, Why did you run up the score on that team? <laughs> Thank One you. zip. Thank you. That's inhuman. Uh, inhuman. Right. Brilliant sport. I love, Great sport. I, We're I, I sport like it. Wonderful I sport. I do We're actually it. like
8: it.
2: Well.
1: I yeah. just said. So do we all. <laughs>
8: Two Norwegian lawmakers uh, have nominated President Donald Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. Good. Yay! Yay. Lawmakers with the Populist uh, Progress Party uh, told the Norwegian news agency that uh, Trump had taken a huge and important step in the direction of the disarmament, peace, and reconciliation from North and South Korea. And a group of U.S. lawmakers are also backing the Trump nomination for the 2019 Nobel Peace
1: Prize. Oh, that's true. I'm a little pissed at him today, though. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. What, what happened? But that's all true. The
8: Mark Sanford well, stuff. Went
1: after Mark Sanford, who's a solid oh, conservative. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold Probably on. pushed his challenger over the top. Ah! Right.
8: I mean, Sanford actually is a pretty good story in a guy that mm-hmm. uh, was on, on top. Mm-hmm went down yes fought back yeah right came back came back believe that you know the, the story was fascinating too in the end if I remember right if I don't remember the whole Sanford story but he was uh he had the affair right with the girl yeah. mm-hmm. that broke up the marriage mm-hmm. and because he lied about it everybody thought he had all these girlfriends but it was just this one lady mm-hmm. right he felt said he was in love with this lady not mm-hmm. his wife they broke up and he's been with this lady ever since mm-hmm. so I mean you know, and then he battled back saying "You know, sorry and, and winning. So that is, you're right. I don't wonder why he did that.
1: Because he he's not a Trump fan, and Trump can oh. only have sycophants around himself. Yeah,
8: that's, yeah. of course. What are you going to do? Of course. One of the things I like about the Nobel Peace Prize, too, is that uh, we have to wait until uh, <clears throat> they have to be set by February 1st, the nominations. But listen, um, we're not going to know uh, who was nominated um, publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, that's required from the Nobel Peace Prize to be kept secret for 50 years. Okay. So wow. don't ask me. All right. You don't ask me. I'm sick of hearing you ask me about <laughs> who nominated Trump, okay?
1: All right. I hear it. I'm not, I wasn't going to Alec
8: Baldwin uh, talked politics during his appearance on the Howard Stern Show. and I love, love Alec. Uh, he claimed on Howard Stern that 1,000% uh, would win in 2020 if he ran against President Trump. <laughs> Uh huh. 1,000%. He joked that uh, he couldn't actually run, though. I mean, he believes that he could win if he ran, of course, but he can't actually run. Why not? He's busy.
2: What do you mean? He's really busy. He, his his wife. His wife.
8: He said his wife's disapproval. Disapp- you know, he's too busy already. Mm-hmm. And if he remember president, he'd just be a little bit busy. He he's,
2: too busy screaming into the voicemail no, you know of his what? No,
8: you, know, you know, he's too busy. He's too busy doing. And, and I didn't realize that he was doing this. So I'm glad I read the story because now I know exactly what he's busy on. He's doing uh, the ABC game show Match Game. Uh, hosting Match Game. Huh. So. I didn't know that, man. I'm sure that and that'll probably take uh, the place of Roseanne on a Tuesday nights, uh, on their on their evening lineup, and it'll probably win the win the night because Alec Baldwin hosting match
1: game. Wow, that's a uh that's, yeah. an, ex- <laughs> that's an exciting show right there. I see that Alec Baldwin could not win a national <laughs> election. He couldn't be elected dog catcher. I don't think he could he either. Stop it.
8: I don't think he could either. And just and friends. I mean, it's look. It's so obviously he's, you know, upping his game a little bit for you know Stern's broadcast and, and having a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that a little bit, but I believe that he honestly believes that he would have a shot. I don't you know maybe not the thousand percent for sure, but I believe he has a shot. But he said that uh, he'd love to run for that type of position. There are just so many things this country needs to do that are so obvious. Mm-hmm. Oh, aren't mm. it, it is. And he said that hey somebody somebody great is going to come up. I hope and uh so good luck okay, okay. all right mm-hmm. you know who's going to come up is cynthia nixon uh running for uh governor of new york yeah um, the sex of the city uh of the former sex of the city star cynthia nixon uh she is running for governor she's bringing a strong case against andrew como uh man she is uh, on fire she said uh <clears throat> introducing her new plan in her bid to unseat andrew como in the democratic primary. She tweeted, uh, Andrew Cuomo specifically excluded Dreamers from his tuition program. They will be fully eligible under College for All. That's her new program, College for All. Oh, for free? It's only $7 billion education plan. That's not bad. Uh, as uh, will all New Yorkers, regardless of immigration status. Because, Pat... Mm-hmm dreamers are new yorkers and dreamers are americans yeah except no okay except for
1: no she said not.
8: it in a tweet oh, okay well, well then now it's seen now it's I didn't still not still not take true. it back I didn't say pat it. she didn't I say it
1: in a tweet i mean take she typed it, it back it in a tweet. i will say okay she's got not a point there <laughs> 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 she uh, she got into a little tweet
8: storm uh mm-hmm. last night 25 uh you know every minute she blasted another tweet listen this is another great idea too because this always works out well mm-hmm. we will end suspensions for children in grades pre-k to three dramatically reduce suspensions for all students and work to eliminate school-based arrests neither will we allow mm. ice into our schools Ooh. to deport our students or their families we will create hashtag schools not jails okay wow, that's
1: powerful
2: Okay. Yeah. It's
1: powerful. Okay.
2: She tweeted that.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. She makes it all the more powerful. Yeah. Now she's uh, way behind. She's
8: running a little bit behind, Mm -hmm. Andrew, uh, as far as the polls go. uh, Right now, uh, Cuomo has uh, about a 35 point advantage.
1: Well, it's 61 26 in one, 50 28 in another, 58 27. (laughs) In the Maris poll, it's 68 21. In the Remington Big Dog Strategies poll sixty oh, yeah. to twenty <laughs> and uh Sienna College has a sixty six nineteen. So all Cuomo. So so she's right in there. Yeah, I mean know. that's what I'm saying. She's right in if there. If she gets another tweet storm out of her, <laughs> yeah. she is uh, one more tweet storm should put her over the top. Uh, right. I, would say. Yeah. I know. But, by, really, by really way, close. Jeffy, right
2: now. You mentioned uh you guys said Alec Baldwin can't win you couldn't win dog catcher. So I thought, you know what? Has anyone ever won? Has that ever been on a ballot anywhere? Dog catcher? Yeah. Colonel Tom Parker. Elvis uh, Presley's longtime manager. Oh, that's
8: why he got the badge, right? Listen
2: to this. He successfully ran for dog catcher in Tampa <laughs> in 1941 and opened a pet cemetery.
8: Weird. So nice. someone has by, won. what year was that? 41. In Tampa. I didn't know that.
2: But wow. I, I'm a little disturbed by the fact that he was the dog catcher and he opened a pet cemetery, too. I mean, that's...
1: Mm. He what what do caught You're dogs, right. killed him, and put him in the pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, if, <laughs> at least
8: you. I won't burn your dead dogs. <laughs> Vote We've for created me. a cemetery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very well. Point to me. Um, speaking of catching uh, wayward animals, though, uh-huh. uh, what you have to do to become famous and become a sensation in America today is just about something about nothing, really. And you've made the internet go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Minnesota, the raccoon climbing the building. Uh-oh. was the internet sensation of the world for the last few days really i uh, we went it. up 20 stories some 20 some stories and the uh with the hashtag uh, the mpr raccoon uh you know the minnesota radio minnesota public radio uh, raccoon because mm. of the building is right across the street there's a shot where you see the raccoon uh, up on the building and you see the minnesota public radio building but and by the way it's a beautiful building <laughs> with LED light signs. But they've got video of him climbing the building, and it's actually fascinating to watch this darn raccoon climb this stupid building. And he gets up about 20 stories, and he's on a window ledge. So people are taking pictures inside the law firm of the raccoon on their window ledge, which if you're you you know, if you're watching on Blaze TV, you'll see some of the pictures of him up there. Look at that. And he's up there. He's stretching. He's scratching. He stretches out and lays uh-huh. on the window ledge. And then later on in the evening, uh, he does climb up to the top of the building. Makes it all the way to the top. Awesome. Uh, It is awesome. See what I mean? Yeah. Uh That's what I mean. Right there. How
1: did he get down? Right
8: there. How do I wish he got down the way I wanted him to get down?
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Now, is anybody troubled by the fact that the (laughs) raccoon uh, is doing this during the daylight? When they're nocturnal animals well and I, so when they're out in the day that usually means maybe rabies right and yes some
8: rabies. people have commented on that but he was pretty silent during the day really? I mean, he, once he got mm-hmm. on that window ledge he pretty silent and then when he made it mm-hmm. to the top the video shows it at night hmm. when he was climbing to the top so maybe he's like got half rabies <laughs> you know I mean? it's just
1: early onset <laughs> yeah, rabies. yeah
8: okay because uh, that yeah. happens yeah, it does and, and yesterday you know we talked about squirrels I mean, they're starting – raccoons and squirrels, man, they're starting to be out everywhere. We need to maybe take another look. The animals are the revolting. Animals, I know. Something's happening it's A little here. scary. Mm-hmm. A little scary. But I will say that uh, the shot of, uh, of the raccoon uh, up on the building – People on the streets taking pictures, television <laughs> crews, news crews, but mm-hmm. the shot of the raccoon up on the building with the and uh, you see him on Blaze Television now, where he's stretching on the window ledge. But there's a shot of him up on the building where you see the uh, Minnesota Public Radio broadcast building and the American Public Broadcast building. They've got this giant LED baseball stadium sign on the outside and the nice. I mean,
1: wow. that's your money. Look at that. I know. I mean, that's amazing. So, did somebody there's, get him down? There's he, the shot of I mean, that's your money. Nice building. Did he get you down himself? Uh, he he made him. it all the
8: way to the top. And uh-huh. uh, now they've got him caged and oh, they fed him. And boo. they're, they're going to take him, the park people are going to take him somewhere safe.
2: Did he start talking too? Saying yes. He could fly this yes, ship. Yes,
8: he did. He said, I don't want to be out there in the woods. That's why <laughs> I climbed up on this stupid building. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> got to spend a whole nother two days. If <laughs> well, I wanted to be out there in this building, I would have said something. <laughs> really funny. Um, also, one of the things that uh, we've talked about on this network a number of times is uh, when news crews show up in your yard, in your area, mm-hmm. and they have cameras, and the news people are there, you don't have to talk to them. <laughs> Oh, no. So, you know, the live man on the street stuff, you don't have to talk to him. And I, I found this one fascinating because this one, they talked to the guy, and he sounds really, you know, really capable. They're talking about a, a woman that mm-hmm. they found in a creek across the street from his house. And, of course, he's got to talk to him.
10: It was kind of a hit, this and is something an happened. idea of what happened. Something went bad, and this is like a rural area, so they just wanted to plant the body somewhere else it would be like a place where people from the city would want to put a body because most most likely they wouldn't be found
5: he even addressed how his mother
4: would feel
10: i'm guessing like my mother she would be concerned um and probably a lot of the other neighbors would be concerned
8: yeah is he talking
1: about if he killed somebody no
8: he's talking about the body that they found oh they did The the, the body that they found in the creek that was his mother. He's been arrested for killing her. Oh my
1: gosh! Absolutely agonizing.
2: Is if, his name Charlie? It was his name his is mom. Matthew Haverly.
1: The, the body wolf. they found. He comes out and he's talking to the uh, reporters. The that his mom would be concerned. Well, she's not concerned because <laughs> she's dead because you killed her. If is she that, was alive, she'd be concerned. Yeah. So they wrestle. Wow. I mean,
8: it's amazing, right? That's I mean, it's in Pennsylvania. He comes out, and he's just Mr. Really the, bizarre. The news report is even longer
1: than that. I Does mean, he, he have half to, rabies, up up you think? He,
8: he might have the other half. we Are going to see him climb into a
1: building in uh, St. Paul? <laughs> I wouldn't be Ooh. surprised. All thirty three ninety three. Father's Day is Sunday. Here's a great idea. iTarget Pro. Go with iTargetPro.com. This is revolutionized home firearm training. It, um, it's, it's a great way that you can practice shooting your gun in your house because it uses your smartphone <clears throat> and their app and a, a laser in place of the bullet. So you're not shooting bullets. You're shooting uh, with the laser, and it tells you exactly where your shots are landing. So now you can practice home defense where it matters most in your home and save a lot of money because am, ammo is really pricey. And then you got the range fees. you got the gas to get back and forth. I, I, instead... Stop all that and make this a great Father's Day gift by going to itargetpro.com. Save 10% when you use the offer code PAT, and you will save a bunch of money. You will save time. It'll be really convenient, and it's just fun to do. Uh, the letter I, then targetpro.com. Offer code PAT to save 10%. itargetpro.com.
0: Pat Gray.
1: Unleashed.
0: The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here.
1: Welcome, triple eight nine hundred The This Father's Day weekend, we have the big museum going on, and I mean, we have really a done a lot. Turn up Jeffy's uh, uh, microphone if you would. Um, we've we've done a lot to this building in preparation. Amazing. It's it's totally remodeled. I walked all through
8: here this morning. It's pretty cool. It it is really, really cool. So
1: we've got private tours, and uh, the Jeffy and Stu. Stu and Jeffy's tour is um, on Saturday. Saturday morning. Still time. Still time. And then I'm still time. And then uh, you know, look. And then with Brad, you're doing one on Saturday evening, uh, or 11:30 and 5:30. And uh, so then,
8: and then then look, I know that uh, a couple other people by, you know. Glenn Beck and David Barton, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doc Thompson. oity mm-hmm. deal. I know that they've got tours going on, but really. Mm-hmm. I,
1: Why would you do them? Right. don't have a tour because I, I will be on an Alaskan cruise uh, during this time. Except for on Friday. Friday, I'll I'll just... Like, are you just going to wander around? I'm just going to wander around. Or are you just going to yeah. mope around yeah. the yeah. museum? Yeah. Yes. That's Hope what that I'm somebody
8: do. says, hey, Pat, give us a tour. Mm-hmm.
1: Or? And wish that my cruise had been scheduled some other time so i could have enjoyed this too i would, have would loved you, to have met is that everyone. is that
8: what you're going to be doing yes man do yes, i wish exactly my cruise right. was scheduled another
1: time yes okay exactly all right i i i didn't feel that from <laughs> you but i just... no, it's you, you're feeling it now oh, i all, am right? now yes okay. <laughs> you get the yes, sincerity absolutely. now oh man yeah so that's it starts <laughs> on friday day after tomorrow and goes through uh Father's Day. It
8: goes through all Sunday, yeah. It's gonna be great weekend. It's gonna be really cool. And the last one was so great, but I'm not kidding. They have remodeled We've this re- pop up the, museum. Yeah, it's not much of a pop up. It's no, a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a rebuild. <laughs> it's in <a> place rebuild. <laughs> Yeah, it's really something. And he talked this morning, uh, Glenn talked, uh, he's got a little radio show he does on the network. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, uh, Glenn. Yeah, he was does? talking Yeah, he huh. was talking about uh, how they had to up the insurance cuz we're of the, <laughs> you know, the merchandise they're bringing in. We've upped our insurance now. now up, up yours. <laughs> Pat Gray
3: Unleashed
0: on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, tweets on a wide range of things today, um, including the story we started out with on the show. The uh, website from UC Santa Barbara uh, recommending to parents that hey, you know what, you should just be fine. If your four to seven-year-old kids are touching each other's genitals, don't even worry about it. It's perfectly normal. Everything's fine. Not harmful at all. Makes him happy and healthy. Mm. Oh. Uh, okay. From the prolific uh, GD Chapel. <laughs> he says, no, no means no. Well, unless you're the parent trying to stop the eight-year-olds from making out. Right. Uh, at Donald USMC. If California splits up, how would they divide up the current state debt?
2: Uh-huh. Don't
1: really know. Uh, Jules may remain optimistic that our country will find its way back to God, despite the current state of lunacy we find ourselves in. That's <laughs> <laughs> huh. yeah, an optimism I don't share. But good, Jules May. <laughs> Thank you, Jules. He's an optimist. I try to, you know, I, t- I try to remain optimistic that we eventually will find our way back. But it just keeps getting worse every day. There's too much ground behind us in Sanityville. I I hope that's not true, but Mm. it feels like it sometimes. A lot of times. Well, like all the time.
2: Every day. (laughs) Every minute.
1: Uh, Tom Sheehan says, because we were talking about uh, the temperature on Mars and uh, whether or not they had thermometers there. Mm -hmm. Who needs thermometers when we have Al Gore to tell us how hot it is? Well, that's true on this planet, but I, I don't know if that works for Mars. I don't know. They've already had their catastrophic global warming, uh, climate change happen, and that w- that's what killed off everybody on the planet to begin with. That's why it's so dang cl- cold there at night now, two hundred and forty three below zero. Yeah, it just uh, it makes it a really chilly night.
2: That's a tough commute.
1: It is. You yeah, know. Yeah, it is, and it's hard to plan for the day when you know it could be seventy during the day and then two hundred and fifty below at night. Uh, you know. Makes it difficult.
2: I tell you, that's a tough job to have as a weatherman on Mars.
1: Going to break the bad news every night. What about the traffic reporter? You're waiting for the the Mars rover to go by, and that's it. (laughs) 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 The Mars rover is is backed up over near the crater. Uh, That's near the dust pile and some of the rocks. Uh, We'll get a closer look at that coming in in just a few minutes. That was my...
2: Awful attempt yeah, I to that. sound like a the, uh, helicopter.
1: Helicopter. Uh huh. Yeah. It was chillingly realistic. Wasn't it? Chillingly. <laughs> uh, I love this new campus campus reform uh, video. They uh, they went to another college campus and asked students about the Supreme Court decision about the Colorado Baker, which really the decision didn't have anything to do with the issue uh, in general. It was about the specific treatment that the baker got from uh from the colorado civil rights commission but they asked some interesting questions here first of all um do you think a a baker should have to bake a gay cake (laughs) or a cake for a gay wedding uh even if he doesn't want to and here's how this uh this went out went
5: so a Supreme Court case yesterday
10: ruled that a baker in Colorado did not have to provide a cake for a gay wedding because of his religious uh, beliefs and preferences. Do you agree or disagree with that ruling?
9: I think you should have to bake the cake because it's his job. The fact that our okay. Supreme Court found that this wasn't an okay thing,
11: I... And if his job is to bake a cake for a wedding, even if he doesn't agree with it, he should still have to bake a cake for that wedding. wedding.
10: Do you think that he should be forced to bake a cake for a gay wedding?
0: Um, I definitely think so. People have a right to eat the cake that they want to eat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like (laughs) he should have to. He should have to bake the cake because it's his job. (laughs) Like, he's a baker. I think that he should definitely make the cake for them.
10: If there were an African-American baker and Mm -hmm. someone came in and asked them to make a cake for a KKK rally. Should they be forced to do it?
7: Mm.
11: <laughs> I, I'm going to say no.
10: <laughs> but they're a baker. It's their job, right?
11: Um, uh-huh. Well, yeah, no. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, they shouldn't. But, like, I guess that kind of just, like, contradicts what I just said. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. But, yeah. Kind of does. Um, I'm not sure on wow. that <laughs> subject. What but, would
1: be the difference? Um... Um,
9: um, uh, mm, no, because the KKK is directly hating them as a person. Meanwhile, gay people aren't hating the baker for being a baker.
10: Mixing it up, how about should a a Jewish baker have to make a cake for a Palestinian
11: wedding? <laughs> it gets Neat. more complicated like that, I guess, but I... I'm I'm unsure,
0: I would say. I don't know. I mean, once again, we are in America, and if you're going to open a shop, you have to be willing to accept all customers that are going to walk into that shop. As for his religion, I think that his ability to exercise his freedom religion ends when
10: that um, encroaches on another person's ability to be who they are.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Do we want to go back to that tweet about how we were going to turn back to God? (laughs) Wow. If that doesn't make you pessimistic about the state of affairs and this generation, I, you know, you are a wildly optimistic person. It's just wonderful. I'd like to get to know you. And uh, we need to talk because that... That just about put a nail in the coffin of my optimism. (laughs)
2: Give give us a call, Jules May.
1: Wow. Good. Talk
2: talk some sense into us.
1: Gosh, that's unbelievable. We're not seeing
2: what you're hoping for.
1: Ah. The sheer unadulterated stupidity. They've got no clue about rights. Where they come from, why they're there, uh, what they are. No, he has to do it because it's his job. It's his job. (laughs) What? Oh, okay, it's yeah, that's right. It's the job clause. If you have a job, you must perform it no matter what uh in the US Constitution. That's right. That that does take precedent over religious freedom. Sorry. Wow. And then the the great example of a, of a clan member coming in and asking a black baker to make him a clan rally cake. No, you shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> Good gosh. I The indoctrination of these little darlings and the fact that they've not been challenged at all. You can tell nobody's ever challenged them. They were indoctrinated in school. They're going to a college that continues that indoctrination. And nobody's ever brought up a, a differing point of view. No critical thought. None has ever been needed. That is just incredible. Wow, are we in a sorry state? I no recognition there at all about about the First Amendment. Absolutely zero recognition there. It's just really something. Uh, I think we need something to take our mind off that. Oh, so let's go to three, the uh, three, three. Colorado congressional candidate <laughs> who <clears throat> doesn't care much about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So we got we got the desecration of the First Amendment from the college students there. And now we'll get the desecration of the Second Amendment from this Colorado congressional candidate who'd rather see teachers armed with pepper spray (laughs) rather than guns. Watch this. Here it is.
0: I'm Levi Tillman. Washington needs more doers and innovators. That's why I'm running for U.S. Congress. I'm calling on Congress to stop talking past each other and try something new. Empower schools and teachers with non-lethal self-defense tools like this can of pepper spray. Pepper spray doesn't cost much, and it can be safely stored in a break glass in case of emergency cabinet. But it's powerful and won't accidentally kill a kid. Trust me, this will stop anyone in their tracks.
1: I don't trust you.
0: Spraying them in the eyes.
1: Okay. Yep, you get sprayed. Uh oh. Uh oh. Junk in his head. And now I just can't see anything.
2: Oh, he's rinsing off his face now.
0: Look at that. Wow. That's intense. So we got pepper spray. For less than $1 per person in the US, we can have a secured canister of pepper spray in every (laughs) classroom in America. It's just unbearable. It's like lava.
1: in your eyes. So it's like lava in your eyes. Making so my eyes water just watching him. So he's dousing his head. I'll go to the map for our kids and community. In Soapy Not Water. Not Washington insiders and corporations. Uh, okay. I still barely see anything. I just see light. I see white. I see, see the outline of the tree vaguely. Uh, <laughs> that's embarrassing.
2: It's bad.
1: Oh my gosh. So bad. So he sprays himself, somebody sprays him in the eyes with pepper spray. Yeah. Then he dunks his head into soapy water. Then he washes his eyes out with a with a hose, with a water hose. <laughs> <laughs> and he's st- He still can't see anything very, very well. So uh, that's the solution is pepper spray from across the room. I was just
2: about to say thank you.
1: Okay. And you arm what? Every student with pepper spray? Or you have one thing of pepper spray in a a glass case and that would never get abused. Break in case of emergency. Right. It would never happen where one of the kids would be (laughs) goofing around with the pepper spray. Break the glass and spray one of his friends or somebody he didn't like. That would never happen. That, that's a brilliant idea. Well, then you put trigger
2: locks on all of the, uh, you know, in case of emergency glass cases there that only teachers can get through.
1: Every time you think we can't get any stupider, we do. Someday, you know, pretty soon we're going to get to stupidest. And then... I guess it just ends. I don't know. We're too stupid to stay alive. At some point,
2: someone please take the movie *Idiocracy*, take all the bad words out of it, and send it to Pat Gray, please. That's, I mean, we're there.
1: Uh, we've got to. We've got to find out how this guy is polling in his okay. uh, congressional race, yep, yep. Levi Tilleman. <laughs> please tell me he's got no shot. He's got less than one percent support in polls. Ugh! That is, that is unbelievable. I will find out for you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. We were talking about going to Mars and how you could grow some certain vegetables there. Which so there'd be nothing I could eat on <laughs> Mars. So what I would have to do is bring my canisters of Field of Greens with me from Brickhouse Nutrition. Because you just take one scoop of this and it provides a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables for you for the day. It's pre and probiotic. It'll boost your immune system. It has antioxidant power. It's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. So you get like real kale, real vegetables, real fruit in your diet. Put a scoop in, uh, into eight ounces of water or a shake or a smoothie. It's that easy and it tastes great. Brickhousepad.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a whole month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888-900-3393. A survey of millennials. You're just talking about millennials. And uh, how what good hands were in <laughs> that generation. Um, they almost all, well, about half of them, more than half of them, expect to make it really big someday. Uh, more than half of them believe that they will eventually become millionaires. Many of them believe, I think, as soon as they get out of school, they're going to become millionaires. Despite having crushing student loans, 20% never expected to pay them off, credit card and other debt, people born between 1982 and 2000 uh, share a confidence when it comes to their financial outlook. Uh, J.J. Kittahan, chief strategist for TD Ameritrade, said young people are optimistic about their future. Um, Is it Optimism? Or is it fantasy land? Because they were told they were special and everything's great and everything's wonderful and you're the best. On average, survey respondents expect to land a job in their chosen field and be completely financially independent by age 25. (laughs) By age 25. Uh, That's despite the fact that 17% still can't say they're financially independent from their parents. Most report getting cut off once they've moved out of the house.
2: Does this Wait, do they, does this count if they stay on their parents' health insurance? That would help out.
1: Yeah, it would help out. And they can until they're 26. Which, of
2: course, would not be independent, but I digress.
1: Uh, this is a financially optimistic group that's feeling positive about the economy, the job market, and their own plans, Ken Han said. Their youthful energy, combined with countless success stories of young people in the media, likely inspires them to think big when it comes to their earning pot- potential. Or maybe it's because... They've been told their entire lives that they're fantastic, that they're wonderful, that they're special, and that they've never been challenged in their lives. Like, look at these doofuses that that are asked by campus reform. So if a, a baker has to bake a cake for a gay wedding, a black person doesn't have to bake a cake for a Klan member? Hmm. And you can see their little minds going to uh, overload on uh, with that possibility. They, they'd never considered <laughs> such a thing. They, they'd never been challenged. They'd never been pushed. They've never had to use their noodles. They've always been told. They've always been indoctrinated. But I guess they see successful millennials like Kylie Jenner, who's, what, 20? And she's already supposedly worth $50 million. Um. And of course, they, they see people like Mark Zuckerberg, who hit it big, uh, stealing technology from his roommates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he's donating a lot. So. Yeah, but he has.
1: <laughs> yes, he has. He's he donated two billion last year. Oh boy. Uh, they don't. I don't know if they understand that these are exceptions, not not the rule. Um, but unlike all other generational groups, the typical 1980s family actually fell further behind. From 2010 to 2016, when people born in other decades were starting to rebound from the from the financial crisis. Uh, the gloomy report pegged the financial setback on high rates of debt, often due to student loans and credit cards. That's, again, because they had to go to the finest school in the land, too. And then, of course, you come out with student debt. Because you didn't plan for student debt by, I don't know, working do your, during your teen years. You certainly couldn't save anticipating going to a college but um, despite anticipating financial su- success in the face of lackluster economic outcomes millennials have different ideas about what kind of lifestyle that wealth will afford them 24% said they don't expect to own a home they must live in California <laughs> seriously if because if you do live in California and you know that your parents' 2,000-square-foot uh, home is, you know, $1.5 It's, you know you're not going to be able to afford that when, when you leave their house. Um, they're planning to build different families, too. One in four said they don't expect to get married. 30% said they're, they aren't having on, they're not planning on having any children. Some millennials might need a reality check when it comes to retirement. On average, (laughs) I like this, they expect to retire at age 56, despite saying they don't expect to start saving for retirement until they're 36. So in 20 years, they're going to accumulate so much wealth that they can retire. Nice. Eh, I mean, that's a good plan if you can do it. If you can pull it off, good for you. Uh, one of the greatest investments young people can make in themselves is to start putting money away in their 20s. Yeah, you think? Ideally, it would be wise to start right after college. And while some millennials certainly do that, we realize that's not always possible. Compound interest. The good news was that 70% of millennials describe themselves as save, savers compared to 62% in 2016. So 52% of these millennials, though, said they expect to be millionaires in their lifetime. That's pretty optimistic.
2: Yeah, get back in touch with those millennials in about five years and see what percentage they
1: And that. And let's see how many are still living in their parents' basement watching Star Trek reruns. <laughs> 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 and on their parents' insurance until they're 26 years old. Let's just see. Uh, also, where is that gender uh, story? Do you have that over there? Well, uh. The the main gender story.
2: Oh, okay. No, I have to go get it it's over there.
1: See if you can find that because um, there's another reality check we're gonna have to have. I don't think it's in this pile. Uh, this is on. The... You might have thrown it. Out I don't think so, unless you made me do it,
2: right. bastard. I'll look. I'll go. I'll go trash picking for the show.
1: Okay, do that. Triple eight nine hundred 93. In the meantime, there's a woman suing NASA claiming to be the rightful owner of a small vial of moon dust. It was apparently given to her by Neil Armstrong. Uh, And NASA wants it back because they don't believe her. The lawsuit was filed in Kansas last week by Laura Murray. She claims that when she was 10 years old, her mom handed her a glass vial with a rubber stopper containing light gray dust along with one of her father's business cards. On the back of it, There's a message that reads to Laura Ann Murray, best of luck, Neil Armstrong, Apollo 11. That would be cool. And inside the vial was, you know, like two inches worth of moon dust. He obviously first person to set foot on on the moon. Uh, And apparently he was good friends with her dad. Somebody has an expert looked into uh, the signature that she presented NASA with and said it's a legitimate nice. Neil Armstrong signature, cool. uh, but uh, NASA's not giving in. Even though he apparently did gift her the the vial of, of lunar dust, which would be a really cool thing to have. Yeah. Not a lot of people have moon dust or moon rocks. And uh, NASA's trying to, uh, they're in a big fight. Like, you don't have enough stuff. And NASA, you've got to have that two inch vial of moon dust too. Really? Amazing. So they're trying
2: to get it from her yeah. as a gift to her? Uh-huh. Screw
1: you. Yeah. It doesn't say in the article how NASA even came to know about this. Uh but yeah, they're being they're being kind of crappy about it because let let she was ten years old when he gave it to her. Let her have it. Let her have the moon dust. Uh Now, on the heels of New York City offering a third gender option on birth certificates, because that's important, how many third gender people are born and there's no place to, you know, there's male, there's female. Well, my gender is not even here. Yeah, I don't know know how
2: society existed (laughs) before.
1: How have we made it this far? I I don't know. They finally provided that space in New York because they're so forward thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Maine is now set to offer a non-binary X gender option when you get your driver's license. I'd love to, I'd love to go and <laughs> have my driver's license updated and tell them, "Yeah, I'm neither male nor female. I'm the non-non-binary X gender. I want you to put that on my license." I think that'd just be fun. How many people do that just for fun? Let's do this. I think a lot would. <laughs> on Monday, the Maine Bureau of Motor Vehicles announced plans for the non-binary gender option on driver's licenses and ID cards for residents who don't identify as male or female. Residents who wish to apply for a non-binary gender option can fill out a one-page form and Maine's... Uh, Department of Motor Vehicles will provide a sticker to put on the license that reads "gender has been changed to X non-binary." I, and what does that do for you?
2: I, I don't. I, I don't know.
1: What does that get you? Do you get to cut in line at the supermarket if you're non-binary X gender? Oh, then I'm non-binary <laughs> X gender. <laughs> Me too.
2: Me too. Yeah. Does that work at like
1: so Disney World too? Ridiculous. You know what? It probably does work really well at Disney World. Yeah, I bet you get special pricing and a whole special day.
2: Don't have to wait in line. I love it. Let's do this.
1: Before New York City took this plunge uh, into gender theory, Oregon, California, and Washington State all offered the third ex-gender options for birth certificates, and Washington, D.C. also offers a gender change on driver's licenses. How crazy is this going to get before we finally get a grip?
2: And how many genders are they leaving out?
1: Like 147, at least. Haters. 888-900-3393. Pat
0: Gray, The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Unleashed. I just went to a Quora to find out how many genders there are. Because hmm. I can't keep track. Is your computer
2: still calculating that number?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the question, how many genders are there in 2018? The uh, Assistant General Counsel at Gringotts Wizarding Bank
2: <laughs> <What is that? laughs>
1: answers this way. According to me, there are three. Male, female, Hmm. non-binary. Super reasonable, right? (laughs) According to Tumblr, there are 112. 112? (laughs) However...
2: Oh, oh, wait, wait, there's more.
1: This list is non-exhaustive, <laughs> because Tumblr also says all types of attractions may be used as suffixes, along with fluid and flux. And you can feel free to mix and match your own prefixes and suffixes to create the orientation that best describes you. I. Are you freaking kidding me? Make it stop. I, I wish I could. I seriously would if I could, because this is so amazingly ludicrous. And then you, you scroll down and according to Emery Bibbins, uh, it depends on how you define real gender. If you define it by genitalia, <laughs> how else are you going to define your gender? Then you can say there are three genders. Uh, and then they describe in very uh, specific terms w- what <laughs> these gender things are. Uh developing or ovaries, Usually mm-hmm. assign- usually assigned to female, and a mix of the previous two called intersex. Babies born with these characteristics are often forced into unnecessary surgery to make them fit into one of the previous two categories. How often does that happen? I would love to know how often you're born with multiple genitalia. How, how uh, I mean.
2: Hermaphrodite, huh?
1: Yeah, I know that happens, but it's incredibly rare. Uh, do we really, uh, do we really create a whole different category when it's one in a million? It is. uh Maybe it's more than one in a million. Uh, one, one, in a million. one in 1,500? No way. I'm just. No way. This is, okay. That can't be true. Do we have a doctor in the house? I well, want to know how many times you've seen multiple well, I, genitalia.
2: I did my own Google search for how many genders there are, and I came up with a, a website that doesn't have the number, but it's clearly hundreds. And so I just randomly stopped on one. Mm. Cast gender. Feeling as if the very concept of gender is unimportant to you. Can we just get to that point now? Because yeah. I don't want to worry about all these other ones. just randomly Let's see. Uh, mm. uh, a VESA gender, A fluid gender influenced by its surroundings.
1: I'm just looking in the A's. Autogender, a gender experience that is deeply personal to oneself. <laughs> Axigender is when a person experiences two genders that sit on opposite ends of an axis, one being a gender and the other being any other gender. These genders are experienced one at a time with no overlapping and with very short transition times. Then there's astral gender. A gender that feels connected to space.
2: All right, stop. No, I'm a
1: gender that feels connected to space. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what does that mean? What do you mean? What do you have in your pants? <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, has nothing to do with it now. Mm-hmm. It's, of course, all about identity and how you feel and how what you identify with.
2: Uh, I'd like to take you back to... Uh, to an earlier uh, earlier tweet uh, from Jules May. Um, where, the, she,
1: where we're going to return back to God? Yeah,
2: where we're just going to, it's it's all going to be okay.
1: Uh, yes. Jules, I would love to hear from you. Still, after you're here in this section of the show, do you still believe that?
2: I remain op- optimistic that our country will find its way <laughs> back to God, despite the current state of lunacy we find ourselves living in.
1: And how hateful of Maine to only... three. Let you identify as male, female, or non-binary ex. I mean... That is
2: just... There, there's a lawsuit coming for Maine. Hateful. Exclusionary. Because they're leaving lots of stuff out. Oh, like, a lot. Uh,
1: a lot. Like
2: gender, Imperigender? gender, A fluid mm-hmm. gender that can be controlled by its owner. What? I mean... Uh, no. No. How about
1: Adamus gender? A gender which refuses to be categorized. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aero gender, a gender that's influenced by your surroundings. Aesthetic gender, a gender that is derived from an aesthetic, also known as vidi gender.
2: <laughs> what?
1: Hey. What?
2: Here's mellow gender, a musical harmonious gender.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's what I am right now. Yeah? I feel musical and harmonious. Okay. How about affectu gender, a gender that's affected by mood swings or you got agender, the feeling of no gender, absence of gender, or neutral gender. Oh, here's the opposite of that. It's How, an, how is that different from neutral gender then? <laughs> I'd like to know.
2: Well, here's the abruo-gender, a gender which is overwhelming and suffocating.
1: Who? What yeah. does that mean? Who really sat down? No, and, and this is not true. And came up with all of these descriptions. Gosh. How do you label it and think of it? And I mean... There can't be. This isn't real. There, there can't be a person for each of these genders. I know there's not. There's uh, really, there's a lucid <laughs> gender and a merigender gender and somebody who identifies as amboneck gender. Come, get out of here! <laughs> Come on.
2: What is a Schroden gender? A gender which you can both feel and not feel? What is? Uh uh-uh. <laughs> this ain't real, man.
1: It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make <laughs> this sense. This is not real. All right. let Let's go to Linnell in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze.
12: Hi, Pat. Hi. I'm so glad to speak to you again. And Keith. Hey, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I have... Because I'm old school. I'm going to be 56. I'm your uh, truck driving friend. I got my son on the truck with me. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> This is so confusing to me because um, I think that instead of putting gender, you just do old school and put sex. And instead of doing male or female or whatever, you just yeah. make it a simple yes or no. Sex?
1: Yes. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that and would I simplify wanna- it.
12: Yeah, it would. Yeah, it really so, would. So, uh, and I wanted to let you know, uh, my son is practicing his um, Al Gore uh, impression of uh, the uh, salmon swimming on a sunny rain oh. on a sunny day thing. We're going right. to call in on Friday.
1: Okay. So, all right. Yeah. we'll be. We
12: look forward to that.
1: We will look forward to that. Thanks, Lennell. Appreciate it. Uh, Matt in Minnesota, you're on the Blaze. Hi.
10: Hey guys, it's your uh, gay millennial liberal here, Mm -hmm. and I'm actually going to... No labels, no labels, man. Educate you here a little bit. I'm not even going to say that I agree with this, but I am going to say what the liberals in the LGBT community are arguing with this gender thing. Okay. Okay, so you and Glenn, when you guys talk about the chromosomes and everything, Mm -hmm. you guys are arguing about sex. There is a male and female sex. There's an X and Y chromosome sex. Now, Mm -hmm. notice on the left, we never say there are multiple sexes. We have never claimed that there are more than two sexes. What we claim is there are more than two genders. And what the left argues and what colleges are now teaching and what the LGBT Mm -hmm. community says is sex is physical. Gender is in your mind.
1: That's not true, so though. Here's, I mean, that's no, you're redefining true. gender because the definite the definition of gender is the state of being male or female. That's, it is the state. It's the the state definition of mind. No, it's not the state, state of, of mind. Mind. No, it's the state but of your physical is, being. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right. There are two sexes. Uh-huh.
10: Here's the argument. Yes. There are either two genders. Or there are 7.3 billion possibilities for gender. Because if gender is truly a state of mind,
1: mm-hmm.
10: we could each be our own gender.
1: Wow. And, okay, so, Matt, you're not saying you disagree. <laughs> Do you agree with this, or is is this no. ridiculous?
10: I think it's ridiculous. Thank you. I, I, and I you. don't understand why people are like, <laughs> The the dominant thing I definitely disagree with is the well, there's like 190. Yeah, it's like no, it, it's either here's going to be the argument, folks. If we're going down this path, I think the all of the listeners right now should either say, okay, you have two choices. It's mm-hmm. either infinite or two. Pick
1: uh, right. Uh, th- that's that's exactly right. So they'd probably choose infinite, though, wouldn't they? I mean, the way things are going. Yeah, but-
10: have a fun conversation there yeah
1: right yes you could <laughs> you could all right thanks Matt and it, it's weird because this is a pretty new phenomenon both the uh transgender phenomenon which now is omnipresent and it didn't used to be and the gender situation which is omnipresent and there's like so many genders all of a sudden and it, there didn't used to be I don't, I don't remember the left ever in the 90s or early 2000s claiming that there were more than two genders. No. Did they ever do that? I don't remember that. They've just gotten so ridiculous. they gotten bold. And bold. Uh, and ludicrous. And nonsensical. It's like, let's see what we can get away with. But again, hey, we're the science deniers. Yeah. We're the science deniers. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike in Maine, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi.
9: Hey. hey. Uh... Yeah, this state is not exactly happy with uh what happened there. Oh really? And, uh oh no no. Uh Good. essentially really the way the state's broken up with, uh you have two districts, northern and southern. Yeah. And uh the southern has a majority of the cities. Well, they're only two cities, let me put it that way. <laughs> and uh so they get the majority of the vote. And which are democratically run cities the entire rest of the state is not like this decision at all when uh it was totally like unexpectedly all of a sudden monday it was announced and uh unfortunately there's not a lot small state there's not a lot of press here yeah um so uh yeah no one really likes it
1: is that because they left out so many genders is, it, is that why they're pissed? <laughs> they left out um, like 109 genders. I don't blame them for yeah, being pissed.
9: That's what we call northern <laughs> Massachusetts would say, definitely y- yes. angry about that.
1: Yes. But in northern Maine, that's where the conservatives tend to be. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So 100%. it's like it's like Bangor, and I couldn't name another main city. You out. It right? Yeah,
9: Portland, Augusta.
2: Portland,
1: Augusta. Yes, those those main well, yeah, Portland, cities.
9: Augusta and South. Yeah. Yeah. No, they went for it for sure. Anything north of that?
1: Uh. huh Yeah. All right. Appreciate the perspective. Uh Thanks, Mike. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed just around the corner.
0: This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. This is
1: the Blaze Radio Network at theBlaze.com slash radio.
0: Pat Gray returns.
1: Triple Eight Nine Hundred, thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, Maine. Took an interesting step. You can now be male, female, or non-binary X for your gender on your driver's license. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Except for the fact that they left out 109 gender possibilities. At a minimum. At a minimum. Yeah, that's according to Tumblr. Yeah. I think there's other sites that list 192. There's several hundred more that we're probably forgetting somewhere. Well,
2: as you know, you just tweeted out a list of probably hundreds. Right. of genders if you want to check it out at pat unleashed
1: i still want to get to the bottom of who came up with all that and who did you have a council of uh, multi-gendered people that decided on hey you know how i feel is ambigender okay well (laughs) describe that for me what is it and then you write it down and everybody agrees and then you print it out how does that work who came up with it where did this madness start I just, I love that the the left has called us science deniers for decades over the climate change bull crap. Or uh, because there are Christians who believe the earth isn't 4.6 billion years old. We're science deniers. Okay, what are you guys now? You don't believe a fetus is a human being and you believe there's 190 genders? Okay. Yeah, somebody's denying uh, science. That's for sure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Kim in Arizona. Hi, you're on the Blaze.
11: Hi, Pat. Hi. I was uh, I was interested in this because I met a woman in Detroit. I live in Phoenix now, but I lived in Detroit for several years, and um, she was a lesbian, but she had every physical feature of a man. Uh, Except downstairs, you know, Mm
3: -hmm.
11: and she told me that uh, her dad was in the army and um, during the pregnancy, you know, there was problems and the government gave her her mother some kind of weird drug that guaranteed that you'd have a female, but the pregnancy would be saved. And I swear to God, this woman should have been born a man. And I don't know if she had a sex change or not, but she should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm wondering if all this huh. stuff is not just, you know, the government trying to reprieve itself from this crazy stuff that they were experimenting on huh. with with, with uh, Army women. And it's probably it was probably all over the military. Who knows? But I just wanted to add that to the conversation because I, I found it interesting.
1: That is interesting. Yeah,
11: I, I to meet her. I, I mean, she had a low voice. She had male features. She could grow a beard if she wanted to. And wow, she had musculature like a man, but everything underneath was a girl. Huh? Is
1: that weird? And so, yeah. did she attributed it to some experiment uh, that the army was doing on her mom.
11: Yes, for uh, huh. uh hard, you know, uh To try to
1: guarantee a j- certain gender.
11: Risky births. Really that's interesting. It for. Huh. But it was meant, if you took this drug, you were guaranteed to have a female.
1: Wow, that's and- that's fascinating. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. I, I've never heard of that before, mm-hmm. uh, but if we called Alex Jones, he probably knows about it. Uh, and they're you know they're putting stuff in the water that's yeah. turning the friggin frogs gay too so uh, we shouldn't be surprised
2: nothing is surprising anymore
1: I don't know you can hear all kinds of things from all kinds of sources uh that will claim everything from you know the government invented AIDS and syphilis to try to take out black people to uh we're putting stuff in the water to make frogs gay I and then you hear about trying to Trying to create a certain gender based on what drugs you take?
2: And the next thing you know, you're growing potatoes and poop.
1: (laughs) So it's (laughs) only in Florida, though.
2: Natural trajectory. Only in Florida and and Mars. Mars. And on the
1: surface of Mars. Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, In New York City, there is at least one school district that uh, has decided they're not going to give any more traditional homework. For their elementary students, plus brain breaks are also on the way, because you know what, our our kids they're they're just they're put through too much at school, and we can't have that. Uh, Jennifer Gallagher, who's the superintendent of the Long Beach Public Schools, she wrote to parents: "Homework is one of those elementary school practices that's endured for hundreds of years because we just assume that it must help, right?" But there's a ton of research suggesting that homework in the elementary grades doesn't help much at all. So instead of homework, we're asking every child and every family to rap every night. To rap? W-R-A-P. Wonder, read, and play. Wonder? Oh, that's... Clever and, I'll bet, so beneficial to the kids. Oh, I'm sure kids are going home. They're going right to reading. They're hey, going to read a book. mom and dad, let's wonder together, read, and play. You know, actually, that probably would be good if you actually did it, I'm, I'm sure. What are you going to wonder about? I'm going to wonder why there's so many freaking genders now. Why there's so many? And then I'm going to read about the definitions of the <laughs> different genders.
2: Why, there's so many acronyms in my life, too. (laughs) RAP. W-R-A-P.
1: And the W and R are capitalized, and so is the P, but but the the small a, A, because that's just and. Forget the A. Uh, So, what else are they going to do? Well, um, while homework doesn't have a positive effect on achievement in middle school and high school, it does have a positive effect there, but not in elementary uh, what does help elementary students is to read at home, but many students are sacrificing reading time because they're too tired by the time they mm. finish their homework. Are you really getting that much in, in elementary school, that much homework? I don't
2: remember much in
1: elementary school. I don't school. either. I, I don't don't it really
2: started to kick in, in sixth grade, middle school.
1: Unless, you know, maybe on the mean streets of Helena, they just they didn't give us that much because they knew we were just exhausted from dodging bullets all day. I was going to say,
2: like, you're your at <laughs> you home. You yeah. know, zig and zag. It was
1: so treacherous that you couldn't handle homework too did
2: you take a different
1: route home every Every day (laughs) every single day had to had to keith might be entrailed (laughs) it's not funny don't laugh about it i'm sorry (laughs) it's not funny Mm -mm. Uh, how many times were you shot (laughs) multiple i mean i can't innumerable but i was tough i just got used to getting i just got used to getting shot you got used to it uh i got i got got used to it Huh. and so you know i mean after it happens 30 40 50 times 30 40 like, 50 whatever uh do you have any scars you can show us or are they all insensitive uh, areas? not at this time they're all insensitive areas all uh, they're under to, my clothing obviously all 30 to 50 i have some that just nicked my brain you know but you can't <laughs> see them because of my hair huh um you can see them because of my hair uh, if i had the similar <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> but there's also one other thing they're going to do at this uh at this school district um Elementary students will also be getting short, quote, brain brain breaks, unquote, brain, brain, brain in every classroom so students have more time to move and play. Um, what is a brain break? Uh, I don't know. I guess they just stop working during the course of the day.
2: Uh, yeah, by the time they get to college, they definitely stop
1: working, <laughs> as we saw earlier in that video Campus Reform gave us. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, I uh, This has been quite an enlightening show about what kind of danger we are currently in. <laughs> it is frightening. Uh, Terry, real quick in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi.
11: Hey, Pat. Hickey. Hey. hey, I had a thought. What is supposed to happen with the uh, with the crime scene investigators when they're trying to identify a body that's been laying around for a year or so and there's nothing left but bones and,
3: mm-hmm.
11: you know, the, the DNA comes up or whatever that it's a man, but the... the the license says it's a woman, and they're looking for a woman, so this person's never going to get discovered or, or whatever.
1: Or, heaven forbid, it it's amb- ambigender or morphogender. Mm. I, I don't know. What What are you going to do? I mean, it opens up a whole new, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does. Pack, pack of issues
11: when you start looking at that. Oh, and one other quick thing. As a gay woman, uh-huh. it walks all over the wrong side of me about the BS crap and that I hope people know to not lump everybody into that into that boat. Bless you for that. drives me nuts.
1: Thank you, Terry. Appreciate it. It is. It's just a certain militant group that's doing all that stuff within the LGBT movement, uh, and it is irritating. And to many gays as well. 888 thirty three ninety three. Use that again tomorrow. We'll talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Cat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.